to the PulpMX.com show. Broadcasting live around the world from the Vegas Strip in a room where the term action could refer only to the classic Supercross playing on the VCR. And now, introducing your hosts, Steve Mathis and the OGK dub, Kenny Watson. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to the Pulp MX Show, live from Las Vegas. We are on the air. We're live. A little bit late today, but uh, better late than never. Kenny Watson, my co-host, had to uh, fill up with some sustenance for tonight. You got it. Live, for- live from Las Vegas on the Strip, baby. Yeah, rehab one day. Woo! You uh, Doing it. Hey, were you serious about that? Uh, the live equipment, though? Or you asked me the other day, you want to do one of these live from yeah. the races or from rehab? Yeah, that'd be awesome. We should do it from the races outside the pits because they'll probably try to charge us to do it. Like, we could just do it, like, guerrilla marketing style. <laughs> do you? Uh, are you serious, though, that like, the guy at rehab would really let us do it? Oh, for sure. Really? You could get us in? I could get us in, bud. Wow. All right. Well, hey, welcome. Thanks for listening to the show, Pulp MX Show. <laughs> big, big, busy weekend. Uh, Mount Morris uh, uh, huge National. Weekend. Huge weekend. Pools um, were insane. The, the <laughs> rehab pools were nuts. And uh, right off the bat, let's talk about our sponsors because that's uh, who gives us the money to make this show possible. Couldn't do it without these guys. Uh, our ge- one of our guests tonight, coming on later, I didn't put in the press release because it wasn't confirmed, but Coy Gibbs of uh, JGRMX.com. Uh, wow, and JGRMX happens to be one of our sponsors, and they will be he will be in the house to talk about motors and suspension from JGRMX.com. Check Even him though out. he doesn't really know much about motors and suspension, but he had he has the people that do know about. He it. will fake it for sure. He has faked it this far. Yeah, exactly. And He's a uh, golden spoon kid. And uh, golden spoon, he'll like that when we bring that up. Oh, yeah, he has no sure. problem with it. Uh, as well, X Brand goggles. Uh, check them out at xbrand.com. E K S brand.com. And uh, my friend Rich Taylor, the owner, your friend too, Kenny. He's lost his mind. He's gone crazy. Why? You want to know why? Why? 40% off anybody who uh, listens to the show. Dude, he's He out. had 30 before, and now he went 40, he said. 40, 40% discount for one week. Punch in XPRO2010. That's the code. XPRO2010 on, on the website, xbrand.com, eksbrand.com. Click the buy it now, and, uh, and there you go. A set of XBrand goggles uh, coming right to you. Same goggles that uh, Michael Alessi used is to uh, not do as well as we all thought he would do. Um, Josh Strange as well, GNCC leader. TREMX.com. Uh, these guys are, are, are massive sponsors of the show, and we want to help. We want to thank them for coming on. Free shipping, anything over $100. Enter the code PULPMXSHOW, all caps, and you will get a, uh, a discount as well on your order. Home of the Racer's Edge, your one-stop shop for all things moto. And, Kenny, we got an email from them earlier. I'm just in the process of receiving it, and uh, we'll have a few more specials from them as soon as that comes in the inbox. TREMX.com. Check them out on the web. As well, Rockwell Watches, rockwelltime.com. Rockwell gives us uh, gift certificates. They sent me a whole buttload this week to, uh, to give out some more. And, uh, hey, where are they at? Uh, I'm not telling you. Yeah, you do not know where they're at. But uh, with that, let's, make, uh, let's do a trivia contest. Um, I'm seeing some of the same winners here. So you're not eligible to win this prize if you've won in the last two weeks. Who won last week? Uh, a guy named Bradley Riemann. And uh, another guy from Idaho or Kentucky, I can't remember. Shit, they oh. should be winning if they're smart enough. If they well, if they know what's up, they win. Let's just get some new winners. People are ignorant and they don't know the Fine. trivia okay. question. Okay, oh, never mind. Win Kenny's, it all. Kenny, Take it all. Kenny has overruled me. So, uh, all right, I don't care. If you haven't won, then you can win. 
Uh, if you win, you can still win. If they follow that. Uh, trivia. PulpMXTrivia at gmail.com. A special account my wife set up for me because I was too stupid to think of that. PulpMXTrivia dot trivia at gmail.com. And the trivia contest is in honor of our guest, Mitch Payton, coming on the show tonight. How many championships has Pro Circuit won? Dating from their original team, 1991, all the way. And I'm talking nationals and regional Supercross titles. Uh, add them all up. Send me the answer. First two answers win a $50 off Rockwell watch. And you it just is pretty easy, I would think. I would think you just have to f- do the math from 91 till. T- the date of today and uh add in one three a year i I would just guess that (laughs) right right um and don't forget this show will be on itunes in a couple days as well the archive will be up tonight if you want to uh, listen re-listen to it and uh we're going to take your phone calls later for uh there's a phone call right now let's get it really first caller of the night let me get it not there. That was crank call. 5-8-5-7-0-2-5-8-6-7-8-5-7 is the phone number to the show. Yeah, I got Artie Lane calling me right now. Should I pick it up? Seven eight. Yeah, go ahead. Five eight six. Paul. Hey Artie, are you on the phone? Artie Lang, is that you? We can't hear him. Hey, I'm doing my radio show. I'm gonna have to call you back, bud. Okay. All right. Yeah, you know well, how it is when you're on the radio. Gotta go. Wait, that was, put, wait. That was Artie. Good job. Was it just Artie, a guy named Artie? No, so, Artie Lang. Xbrand.com, JGRMX.com, TREMX.com, RockwellTime.com. All sponsors of the show. All make it possible. Uh, Watson, what do you know about Mount Morris that we just uh, we just finished? Uh, I know it, it rained a little bit. It looked it like did. it got a little grease ball. It did. And uh, it looked like uh, what I seen uh, looks like uh, the South African rode pretty well. He did. And he did. 2-2 uh, for the overall for Tyler Rattray. And good for him. Yeah, for He's sure. a good dude. Yeah. yeah, I like Tyler. He's a good dude, and I think uh, Purcell, he, he uh, you know, he's doing his job right now. It looks like he's uh, getting his moto wins and doing the best he can. He's backing it up and uh-huh. he's just staying consistent. You know, it's, he's, uh, he's, out to win the, uh, he's out to win the war. Let's check this out. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, this is Godwin. Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for calling in so early before the lines were hey. even really open. But. Yeah, no problem. Hey, uh, I had a question for you guys. Um, Matt Lemoyne, last year I was kind of waiting for him to break through and maybe uh, snag a moto win or uh-huh. uh, podium in Supercross, and he kind of disappeared. Any idea what happened to him this year? Yeah, he was going to too many hip-hop clubs. <laughs> you seen that thing where he said he's a black? You, you seen the thing with Lemoyne where he said he's a white man, right? Yeah, the VIP. Yeah. Yeah. I, that I, was I awesome. I didn't understand that myself, but... <laughs> I don't know, dude. Nice. I think uh, you know. I think he he was on that great team last year. I mean, I think that team he was on, and I think he took a step backwards going to that team. And no disrespect to those guys, but I don't think the equipment was up to par. And no no yeah. excuse. I think he in Supercross. I was expecting him to do a little bit better than he did myself. But uh, you know what? If you want, uh, let me. I will look into that, and I'll let you know what's really going on. I'll do a little background check on Matt Lemoyne. Wow, sweet. That'd be awesome. Right on. Appreciate your call, man. Thanks for calling. All right. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you want to take this one, too? Let's do I it. mean, should we talk about Mount Morris? Let's take calls. Let's take calls, man. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hello? Hey, how you doing? Really? Did. Right on. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, Mount Morris. It was great. Uh, you yeah, know. <laughs> absolutely. Tim Ferry did rule. You're right. He did, did. get He yeah. did get effed over by the factories. Yeah, he um, got hosed. Just like his rider. Did that kid get... Speaking of that... What? Uh, the uh, I, I came up with that in the Red Dog, too. 
You know, he hit the ground quite a bit. He, he yeah, first second moto he did. Um, did he fall like three times? Didn't he? Two uh, or three times? No, I think just once. Twice. 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 Okay. He fell twice. Um, I've seen twice. I do yeah. like this. I, I'm, a, I'm a big Tim Ferry fan, as we all know. But since Tim Ferry has come on the scene, Trey Kennard has not done as well as he did without Tim Ferry. Yeah. I'm just pointing that out. We had dinner on Sunday night. I pointed that out as well. Um, oh, uh, sh- that's bull. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I know. I but know. no, we had we had a good time, actually. Uh, Trey's, Trey's an awesome dude. And I don't know if they're still. Did he buy dinner? Yeah, he did. That he makes bought dinner at Outback. That makes him even, even yeah, a better Yeah, he bought dude. dinner for all of us. and uh, Or, or uh, Mrs. Kennard did, one of the two. I'm not sure who. Was he hanging out with his mom? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, him and his mom were there. Uh, uh, and they were. They said they hadn't laughed that long in a long time because Timmy and I were basically reliving a bunch of our career highlights. But, but it really wasn't much then. It <laughs> didn't take long. But uh, <laughs> they really liked that. Hey, uh, and okay, so Mount Morris, whatever. We'll, maybe we'll talk about it later. I what happened to Alessi? Uh, he wasn't feeling well. I, I've got an interview on my site. Uh, thanks for reading. Thanks for listening. Uh, no he's, he hasn't been feeling well since the GP. He's going to get some blood work done. Uh, something's wrong. He said he just felt like he had food poisoning, but he knew it wasn't because he doesn't eat out. And he said that uh, he just didn't have it. He said he felt was sitting on the line and he just felt nauseous. And, you know, I mean, the kid, yeah, he just, he just hasn't had it. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one thing. I watched him off the start, um, and the guy yarded everybody for the first 10 feet. He had half a bike length on everybody going up the hill, and I thought, oh, man, it's, it's whole shot city. And uh, absolutely, he got, he got uh, yanked after that. So I will say that the 350 in this instance got pulled, no doubt about it. Up the hill? Yeah, dude, it was, it was, uh, it was uh, it, I mean. That's what we were waiting for. Waiting yeah. for those races no, where right. it's deep, uphill starts, and it's just not a flat, hard-packed SoCal track. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, there's this show called uh, uh, Body Bag and Forehead that maybe some people listen to. Um, they had Kyle Regal's dad on, Mark. And uh, certainly if Mark Regal is listening or somebody who knows him, ask him to give, this a, give us a call to the show right now. But uh, I thought it was interesting. You know, I don't know the guy. and I don't, Do you know him? Yeah, I know. Okay. I love and, him. Yeah. he Dude. He calls it as he sees it. He, he is a straight Let me tell shooter. you. I'm going to play some clips from this interview. I don't know if he's crazy or crazy. just... Acting or what? No, this he, that's that's uh, no, what I, you see I is mean what crazy you get. in a good way. I'm not saying like, you know. I mean, you gotta listen to this. Let's listen to the first clip. This first clip uh, is all about why he left Valley Yamaha. Well, I, I can only go into so much detail, but okay, no, well, not, just, you, know, you know what I mean. I tell you honestly, uh, at the end of the day, sometimes I, mean, I used to ski when I was younger, you know, and I would do it like a, say a, a demo day. And I would try eight different pairs of skis all day long up at Grand Targhee or Jackson Hole or something. And the last pair of skis I would try on, they just fit, you know. And they were the greatest pair of skis and made me something I wasn't at the beginning of the day, you know. But I think, I think really at the end of the day, it, you know, it seemed like a really good fit at the beginning uh, for everybody. And, and, and then as things, you know, transpired, it just it just ended up not being a good fit. I mean, I, I think I think they showed that you know when you rally around a rider, you know, like I, I think Cunningham is, is solid. You know, Ivan does pretty well and does pretty well. You know, when, when everybody gets around the rider, I think it's I think it's good. You know, I, it, it it is what it is. I mean, there there was yeah there was some behind the scenes stuff and and there's six sides to every story. And you know, of course, I'm going to have mine, which. He comes across you know, as pretty honest. Like that matters. He does, I mean, like I you mean, said. I'm going to get melee no matter what because that's the age-old deal, you know, blaming on the old man. Hell, the kid doesn't even have my blood. How can I really have? <laughs> sure. You know? <laughs> I like his laugh. Uh, uh, if I had to guess, and this here's is only his, a guess, 
here's his, uh, here's, they ask him why he has this reputation of being difficult, um, which has been written about, myself included, yeah. and a few other people. Here's what he has to say. Well, I, I can only go into oh, so much detail. Wait. But okay, no, well, not, I, just, you, know, you know what I mean? I tell you, honestly, uh, uh, at the end of the day, Steve screwed this up for sure. <laughs> he, you should see him right now. He is just like he's trying to like play the drums. Okay, all right. We'll we'll get to that clip too. Uh, uh, why he's uh, difficult? Um, uh, I, I thought the guy was he was funny. He was funny and outrageous. Kind of called it like he saw it, like you say. Um, you know, I disagreed with him on a few things, uh, but I agreed with him on a lot of things. I'd never heard the guy talk before, and uh, I dig him. Yeah. So, how did you? Where did you interact with him? How, how did that go down? Did he was looking? Uh, for how I met him was in 2008 um, when Josh rode for us. We were doing some testing. And we wanted to go to different tracks, mm -hmm. so we went to Texas. And it was raining up where we were supposed to go, and uh, we ended up going out to Regal's house. And I think the kid was maybe 15, 16. Mm -hmm. He was still an amateur guy, and. Uh, Demuth is really good friends with the family. Okay. And uh, I met Mark, and we just started talking, and he started to pick my brain a little bit, and he wrote for Suzuki then, and he started to... Uh, Regal did, yeah. Yeah, he pretty much started to tell me the the whole deal with Suzuki that I already knew about, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Cole Grass oh, and this guy. Oh, about or whatever. Yeah. yeah, no, like what, you know, just that they were they were shady, and this was going on, and that was going on. So, uh, And from that day on, you know, he's just like... I. I, I like the guy, dude. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I kind of see a little bit of myself in him, to tell you the yeah. truth. He calls it as he sees it. He doesn't take anyone's bullshit, and he wants to what's best for his kid. And I think at the end of the day, sure. you know, that's right. it. Here's, uh, here's his I reputation. Mean, if I had to guess, and this Why is he's only difficult. a guess, uh, shady people don't like honest people the last time I checked. There you go. <laughs> and, and when you're honest, sometimes, sometimes you know, it's, it's a little hard to take. And I'm okay with people being honest with me. And, and I, that's kind of the way I, I try to be, and, and I, I kind of raise the kids that way. You know, it, 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 is, it is what it is, and I don't think – I think black is supposed to be black and white is supposed to be white. And can you like this guy, huh? that, That's cause for problems, you know what I mean? It's just open for problems. So I, I, it's, it's, all, it's all good, I mean, but I don't know. I mean, it, pretty, pretty crazy, to be honest with you. Honestly, I, I'd like to see a list of people – that can honestly say that they know me or they've ever met me, period. I can tell you I know Cole Gretz. <laughs> and you don't see me. Have you guys ever met me before? No, no, no. I haven't. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I, I have. Perfect yeah, that way. Yeah. I, I'm just a working guy. You know, I'm a kid. I was a dairy farmer kid and, and construction rat, you know. Uh, you, you know, that's it. I mean, I'm just a construction guy. And, and actually, that was really where me and uh, Mr. Lanza, old Chad Lanza, Mr. Valley, Hit it off. I mean, we're uh, we come from the same place. I mean, we we hit it off big time. Uh, you know, I, I on the work end of it got a lot in common, and and uh, I think almost maybe got a little too excited because we were all both of us so pumped up talking construction, we, we forgot it was about style. <laughs> you know, so maybe we missed a few things. I got a few more. Uh, it's crazy. No, I, I don't. You know, I don't, I don't know the whole Tony Alessi thing and all that and. And you know, I mean, I, I don't read the message boards and all that garbage. I, I can't, I can't stand it. I don't even. If I did, I'd probably end up flying to California and end up in the, you know, county jail or something. So you know, we just stay away from that. But, but he does admit later he reads things. Is he bringing so. home hot chicks at least? Here's. Something. You know, I tell you, that's the other rule. The rule with my two boys is you bring home two. 
One for the old man. <laughs> Kenny is like you. They bring home two? Hell no. They bring home one. Selfish. They're selfish, like their mama. Here's something on uh, on uh, on David Pingree. Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, <laughs> saw uh, my buddy Ping. Uh, you know, he he somebody uh, forwarded some little column he wrote, and you know, he he of course decided to you know throw me under the bus or Kyle or whatever. And the the funny thing about that column was I I, I guess I'm supposed to apologize for being honest. Um, I could have very easily. Uh, told him that, yeah, yeah, Kyle wants to live in California, and we want him to live in California, and he wants to sleep on somebody's couch for six months at 18 years old, somewhere he's never been, and we think that'd be the greatest thing. I was actually told by a, a major uh, long-time industry person uh, for, for whatever, and, and they own one of the national tracks. And, this is Andy Ritchie. And they, they had told me, we were at dinner at one of the Supercrosses, and, and, and she told me that um, you know, it, it's all right, and we've known each other for quite a while. And, and she said, you know, it's all right. She said, the problem you're having is all the other guys, you know, that have kind of uh, paved the way for you, and now you're going to be classified, you know, in that realm. I'll tell you the one thing that people don't understand is, is there, things have been done differently. First of all, uh, I've paid for everything from day one, period. Um, bikes, parts, fix this, done that. Um, Isn't that until that's Kyle what, got his little Suzuki ride? I think everybody's um, Cole, which did that at some point. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe not the first Tony. He ever had. But I mean, he was Tony did. was probably pretty fast. Right the old 50% off deal. Uh, you know, blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> he but, says, he but, says that a whole bunch. I love that. Blah blah blah. It was something a little bit different. I mean, hey, clip this geek. He's, uh, we heard do. enough of you, Mark. I actually You worked. You paid for your kids' racing. You're my. I thought you liked him. I do like him, but oh, okay. dude, he's mumbling on about construction. Uh, this is I had a few show. more good things uh, about him. Uh, he definitely, he says he never reads the boards, but then he goes on about how he kind of hears things and people send him things, which is the typical standard answer for people who don't want to admit they read the message boards. And uh, he talks about you know how Mitch Payton and Eli Tomac have these great programs, and you know that's what he's looking for for Kyle. But from what I understand, they don't believe Kyle can ride the lights class due to his size or whatever. They want him straight to the four fifties. So I do take umbrage with the fact that he he says they want he want to copy Mitch program Mitch Payton's program and Geico Honda's program, but I know for a fact they don't want to ride two fifty Fs. Dude, I don't think he should ride that class. You see him? He already he's he's proved himself, dude. The guy's proved himself. He's a podium rider. I called it. I <laughs> said the kid's gonna do good. The kid went out and got on the podium last week. He crashed, hit his head. Understandable. Right. But hey, you know what? Put it this way: in football, you got the Raiders. You know, yeah. in, in, in NASCAR, you had Dale Earnhardt. There's always the rebel, and that's what makes a sport bitching. Well, J-Law. J-Law is the rebel. Okay. Right. He's the rebel behind the scenes. He's right. a rebel without right. a cause. You know, <laughs> Mark Matt Regal. Matt Bonney was the rebel. Mark Regal is, is he's all right, dude. He's no, right. I'm not. Th that interview was not played to make fun of him. I, he was. Dude, I look at it this way. He wants what's best for his kid, and he's going to do whatever he thinks. Okay. Maybe a lot of things people don't know what happened at, at Valley. Okay. Just like he said, he skied a lot. He tried eight pair of skis at the end of the day. So what he's trying to right. say is, you know what? You know what happened at Valley, Watson. I do know what happened at Valley. You know one side of it, anyways. I know, I know both sides. I talked yeah. to Throttle and I talked to him. And, and I know... If I, I got both sides, too. Put we, it this way. I don't understand it, though. Either do I. Yeah. Either do I. <laughs> but I look at it this way. If you're a rider and, and from on my team, you know, for instance, Chris Blows hated our suspension. Yeah. 
I didn't say, you're going to ride it or you're fired. I said, what are we going to do to make it better? He goes, well, this is what I want to do. And I said, I'll tell you what. I will give you that. Right. And if, you don't get, if your results don't get better, you're riding back the other stuff or you could leave. And what happened is results got better. So I put, took the foot out of my mouth and patted him on the back. And I right. said, all right, let's move forward. Yeah, Valley left, guys maybe not, left as the egos behind. not as flexible. No, because they, are in, you know, they use Pro Circuit and a Pro Circuit's a one-way deal. And it's like you use everything or you use nothing. Right. And throttle, no disrespect to him. He does, he does what he does. I do what I do a little different. He does what he does different. Yeah. And he's – when I first started to be a team manager back in the day, I was in the same boat as him. I went to Pro Circuit. It was a one-stop package. Oh, yeah. And I said, hey, if you don't like it, get out of here because this is what we use. And that's exactly what he did. Bottom line. Right. You got right. nothing to say about that? Don't fill in the spots because my buddy Dan Mahoney told me to tell you, you have to cover for me when I stop talking. Okay. All right. So cover I'm, for me, dude. Well, no, but there's, there's, a, it's okay to have a little bit of silence in the show. Never. I'm just Andrew Short asked me if you were again going to tell the contact cleaner story this week. No, it's, okay. it's, it's gone. Because you, you have been on a roll with that lately. Dude, I was heated. <laughs> I was really bummed out. But uh, uh, did I, hey, what about this? What about what do we know about this? Please come home. I miss you. A- anything new on that development, Kenny? The BMX chick. The B- yeah, the MX the MX chick is gone. Thank God. And uh, okay, I think she's uh, back. Being the BMX chick, so all right. So nothing, nothing new to report on that. No, whatever. I don't even care about that. That's that's a has been. Oh, speaking a of has that, been. Speaking of has been, Pulp MX show. You're on the air. Hi, uh, this uh, question is for uh, Mitch Payton. Oh, hey, uh, we don't have Mitch on yet, but uh, uh, when he comes on in like ten minutes, you can call back. Uh, thanks, man. All right, see ya. You have a question for me? It's my show. No, he's got no question for you. It ain't your show. Dude, this is going to Oh, what did you want to call it? You told me. You want to call it? What, what was the name you wanted to call it? The, the show next year? It's going to be my show. It's going to be the, the Kenny Watson and the other guy. That's it. Yeah, the other guy. I would it's love mine. to see I you working. Sh- I'd love to see you working. No, I'll sport. hire someone. Oh. I will hire someone to do that. Okay. In my house? Yeah, <laughs> in your house. And, and I will come here and bring my food. Your yeah. wife will make it for me. Right. It'll be awesome. Did my wife uh, and you have any more texts this weekend while I was gone? Matter of fact, she did text me, Mathis. That's ridiculous. Did I'm going to show you the text right here. All right. She texted me. Hold on. I'm going to show you right now. I hope she doesn't bang you. I hope she doesn't. I don't want to bang her either because you'll be in trouble after I bang her. She will never want to, you know. It's like like eating a piece of chocolate cake. You'll never eat vanilla cake. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what to to say to that. There's not much you can say. There you go. Uh, let, me, let me find this text from Mathis' wife. I think she texted me like at 1.30 in the morning. Dude, I was at the races. Here, let me get, let me, I'm going to get this call real quick because it's a phone number that I need to get for someone that we're going to call. So why don't you uh, talk about the TRE special or something here uh, on my show before I fire you. All right. Kenny Watson uh, off the air for now. What's going uh, Hey, honey, what's going on? You, come on? Come on in. Let's get to the bottom of this. Of, the, of this, uh, My wife's joining us real quickly before we get Mitch Payton on the air here. Uh, pull up that mic uh, to you. And uh, let's talk a little bit, honey. Uh, Watson says that uh, Watson says that, he, that you text him. Hello? Yeah. Is this thing on? Yeah, you're <laughs> I on. I can't hear anything. Okay. I texted Kenny as a test. He passed as the a test. test. He did as a not test? He text me back. <laughs> what do you... We discussed this. We talked about this. You said, text him and see what happens. I said that? Yeah. You don't remember? No. No, I definitely didn't say oh. that. Wh- are you? No, you were there. How many times have you and Kenny texted while I'm out of town? 
None. He just said you texted him at one in the morning. He called me. It wasn't one in the morning. He said it was you nine want o'clock at night. He said you wanted to walk the dogs with him. That's not true. That's what you he said. You know that's not true. Walking the dogs isn't my favorite activity. It's your please, favorite activity. Please, please, please don't have sex with Kenny. Okay, I'll try to resist his charms. He's very because that would though. that would definitely disrupt the show's chemistry. That would be weird if right. we hooked up and then. The show was still here. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just, and Kenny hires a guy to work the board. I would cook you dinner if you brought it over. Yeah. Uh, can we just stop with the text? Is that, is that, can we just stop with the text? Is that cool? All right. I, I, I'm, he doesn't want your I'm fr- over it. He doesn't want your friend. <laughs> he doesn't want her. I want your wife Obviously, though, dude. He doesn't yeah. want me either. What was that speech you gave last week about, oh, friends and girlfriends are out of line? Certain girls. Yeah, yeah. but you're not my friend. Oh. You're my colleague. <laughs> So now it's back on. Well, what he was trying to reassure you, it was, oh, no, certain girls, your friends' wives, friends' girlfriends. Yeah, but you're just my colleague. You're not a friend. Some dude. Yeah, listen. Come on, guy. Don't worry about do it. Do I have to stop covering the races? Do I have to not go to the races? Is that what it's hey, going to boil down, hey, down to? Whatever it takes, bud. <laughs> when you leave me on the weekends, you're Angie texts me at 1.30 on Friday night. Where are you? What are you doing right now? Yeah. He's got a text up from somebody named Mooch. No, no. He's not even no. serious. He's yeah. lying. No, Ke- Kenny doesn't lie. Kenny's as solid as yeah, they come. Come on. He's trying right to hit the mic with your hand. You're, you're she's nervous. Than, you're worse than Watson. She's busted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's getting that. nervous here. <laughs> I need that, um, what he has, that Britney Spears thing. The headset, he can't even work with it. I don't know if you can. What, so did you or did you not talk this weekend while I was out of town? She I talked texted to me. Kenny okay. one time All right. at 9 o'clock at night, not 1 in the morning, and he did not text me back. Because I, I had strict, <laughs> I had strict orders from my colleague to stay away from his wife. Honey, don't don't break up our love, our marriage. We have. Okay, I'm sorry. Don't have a third. Don't have a, a, a 13 hour flight from Pittsburgh when you could have flown home in three hours. Then. Well, I'm gonna I have think, to start doing that. I think that you were doing something shady, anyways, dude. Yeah, sitting in an airport eating. Why were you seated? That's when you had that. Did you have Cinnabon? No, I didn't. I didn't have Cinnabon. I've actually never ate Cinnabon. Swear to God. Dude, how can you not have Cinnabon? Uh, that's not a cinnamon Canadians, guy. Man. Uh, all right. Well, let's get Mitch Payton on the show. All right. Let's do uh, it. We've got to the bottom of this. Angie. Okay. Bye, everybody. Stop. See you in the chat room. Stop texting Kenny. <laughs> Mrs. Mathis, it's really me. Go that's, to the dogs. You're banished to the dogs. Yeah. Talk to you later, Angie. <laughs> no, you won't. No. <laughs> all right. Oh, let's... Uh, Let's give uh, Mitch Payton a call here. and uh, enough of the bullshit. I'm sure he's super busy and probably doesn't have time for us. He's probably sitting in his grinding room right now, just getting ready to take his air gun to blow the air off. I love how he has uh, still wears the old Oakley, uh, blade, not blades, but the big massive ones to grind cylinders. I just love that. Dude, he's... This is not in service. Please. Oh, really? You got Mitch's <laughs> number? <laughs> See how that works. Oh, uh, Let's try this again here. Uh, Mitch Payton coming on the show. Thanks for covering for me, Kenny, while I dial the number and work oh, the Oh, yeah, work yeah. The lines. It's That's all good. That's awesome. All right, let's bring Mitch Payton on the show. The guru of horsepower. Will you please ask Kenny Watson a question? I wondered if he the is still room? flexible enough. Hello. Mitch Payton. How are you? I'm good. This is Steve Mathis, and I'm with Kenny Watson. Welcome to my show, Mitch. And you're on you're on the air, live on the air, Pulp and Mech show. This is my show, not Mathis's. Don't let him kid you. Um, yeah, we're gonna try. That's not. like Bones telling you that uh, Pro Circuits is. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever uh, do you ever just work with so, do you ever just work with somebody that just drives you nuts every single day? Yeah, he fired. Why, who, who drives you nuts? It's Kenny. 
Hey, dude, I know Jimmy Perry fired you nuts, drove you nuts. <laughs> Jimmy Perry did drive me nuts. Uh, I was talking about Mitch, oh. to Mitch about oh, Jimmy oh. Perry, not that, you. That's, idiot. that's because when that, uh, when that cylinder stud broke, I thought it was Pat down there helping him out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, hey, what's your first memory of Kenny Watson back in the day? Purple hair, coming in to get a silencer repacked? No, probably, he might know, I think it was probably around Plano time, right? That uh, was before that. Ray Crum. Ray Crum. Oh, Crum. That's right. I forgot about that. Deegan, 95, dude. Remember the, the old Hondas that you used to do for us? Yeah. 95. Chad Pedersen, Atomic 22. And at that time, yeah. Washington. Do you remember, wait, Mitch, do you remember the story when uh, when we were at Mount Morris and Wyatt worked for, for uh, Rhino and you guys were going for the championship and him and Deegan got into the fight and you guys came up to the truck and you're all, dude, can you keep him under control? And well, how do you keep this guy under control? I don't remember, but I'm sure it happened. Keep who? Uh, Deegan? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Deegan right. and him. Hey, are you doing Deegan stuff again? Is that what he told me? We're, we're the official supplier of the Metal Militia. <laughs> wow. I never thought I would hear that in yes. a million years, dude. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, we're, just... we're in there with those guys. Dude, that's cool. You're not going to get uh, your building blown up by the militia. Uh, yeah, I guess the, the, uh, the two-stroke cylinders you see come in, a lot of them are for freestyle guys, I imagine. Well, you know, they have, they have a couple ways to look at it. What they say is if, if, it's, if it's freestyle, they want it free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to hit you up. Hart needs a, a, a works pipe for his uh, 250. But I got hooked up with James. He gives me a good cost. Oh. But the good thing about that, Mitch, is uh, people don't know, though, but back in the day, like – Pro Circuit was very, very, very generous. They used to help a lot of people and give a lot of stuff away. And now they don't. And it, no, <laughs> we're we're in a we're in a recession here for the last five years. Well, you see. it's it's not even that we can't afford to give it away. It's it's it switched from a four stroke to, to a, a two stroke, or a, from exactly. a two stroke to a four stroke. And like, if you remember, you could you could hook a whole guy. Like we had a deal years ago. Like if a guy got a pipe, a silencer, we ground his head and did did the porting and the head mod. You were like pretty well set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the you same know, like deal with the with the. Uh, that that guy was awesome, except now it's like, okay, well, we'll do your head. You need a thousand dollar pipe. You need this, that, and I'm, you couldn't. Have, we'd be broke if we kept that thing going. You still got the reed pipes in stock? Uh, we got some upstairs still. Yeah. Yeah, those things were good. Yeah, there's there's people that that called up and asked them what to do their two fifty, and that was the first thing that Steve gave me the advice. Put a put a. Uh, V force, a V force in it, and get the the PC reed pipe, and you're ready to go. Yeah, that thing's epic. Uh, Actually, the the pipe we sell now for the Yamaha was like one of the last pipes that we made for I think it was Reed and McGrath, and like we had that thing set there. We're like, what are we going to do with this? They're not even riding them anymore. So we're like, sell it. Yeah. So yeah, sell it. Well, I I I remember I lobbied to call it the ferry pipe, but I was shut down. I remember that. Yeah, but who wants to buy a pipe that a ferry would use? Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the. the uh, let's talk about fishing, dude. Caught any good fish lately? I went. I went uh, the opening weekend of trout season with uh, my family, my wife, my kids. I got back from Seattle at like nine in the morning, tired, and just got in the van, drove to Mammoth, and that was Sunday. So I missed Saturday, but stayed up there a couple days and caught some fish. Yeah, I'm going. I'm leaving tomorrow, dude. I'm going to go throw out my trouser trout rod and catch me some fish. <laughs> and Jimmy Perry, Jimmy Perry has like a three foot, little tiny day glow green fishing 
pole, and it used to have, like, wire for line. And I uh, said, you're never going to catch a fish. And he's got a treble hook, and he put three salmon eggs. And I'm like, ain't going to catch nothing. Uh-huh. He just he slaughtered it one time at Mammoth Creek. And I'm like, I can't believe he caught <laughs> fish with that thing. Hey, dude, you, dude one time we went to, uh, we were up at Lake Mary, and uh, I was with one of your old riders, uh, the Silver Spoon, Billy Payne. And uh, yeah, he killed it. He caught some like lake record. Or yeah, he has on a Snoopy pole from Vaughn. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, all, we got all this like tackle and tackle boxes, and he just shows up. He throws it in five minutes, nails it. He goes back into the store. The guy takes his picture. It's still on the wall. Wow. Yeah. Beginners, hey, did, you heard, did you did you hear the story about the time when uh, Buddy was up there and we were doing the amateur support rig, and he was at the track? So I drove up there with Sully. We went by the store. Sully didn't have anything, so we had to get a fishing license. And I bought him a fishing pole and bought him some stuff. And did I told you, the guy, I got to play. I got to got to play a trick. So I said, "What's what's the biggest fish you caught today?" And he goes, "Oh, it's like six pounds, eight ounces." Let me see that thing. Well, it's on ice. It's not even his. And I said, "That's it's cool. It's just a joke." So yeah. we got a picture of Sully holding that fish with his pole. And the guy hung it up on the wall like he really caught it. And buddy, <laughs> that's great, awesome. dude. I did that with uh, me and Hart went there a couple of years ago, and he was he's just like, dude, I'm the best fisherman. I go, dude, you ain't an angler, dude. You're a rock star. He goes, no, dude, I fish. I grew up fishing. I go, so did I. You go that way, I'll go this way. So he went that way, and I could hear him just screaming, running around the corner, holding fish up. I ain't catching shit. I look upstream. There's this Mexican dude fishing. And he's, like, fishing for his family. He has, like, a whole stringer full of fish. <laughs> so I run over there. I go, hey, give me that thing. So I run on the corner. I'm like, I'm smoking you. And I put it down, and Hart walks up to me, and the Mexican guy walks up to me. And he goes, hey, I need to get those fish back. I'm going home. Busted. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined oh. me, dude. All right, let's switch the topic to motocross. Do we have to? Yeah, we do. Motocross is Hey, right. Tyler Rattray, good for him. Finally winning. And uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy, huh, Mitch? I'm actually really, really happy for him. You know, like, he's... It was kind of a dream that he had, and we had talked to him a few years ago about riding for us. He finally, you know, last year he just decided he was coming, and that's all there was to it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he was too late to even start Supercross and had him come over and get ready for outdoors. He rode last year, and this year for Supercross he was – he honestly looked really good on a Supercross track, and then he just got hurt, almost was ready to come back, and then crashed and re- like cracked his shoulder. So, like, we had to set him out until outdoors, and I'm pumped he's doing good. Yeah, yeah, good so for him. Awesome. And right now, you guys went from one, two, three, four in Vegas. You're now one, two, three in the points. So my question is: is when's Weimer fired? <laughs> no, Jake's doing awesome. He he actually had some good. He had great lap times, and he had a really good first moto. And the mm-hmm. second moto, he just I don't know. I thought he had a good start, and by the time he came around the corner, it was like in twenty fifth. And yeah, well, did he start on that no, far inside gate? No, he was. I think he was. Yeah, he was the very inside gate. And I think somebody chopped him off towards the top of the hill. And yeah, then, I saw that. You know, like your speed just slows down and everybody sweeps it and he just came out way, hey, way Hey, let back. me tell you something. Back in 96, when I worked for uh, Squeaky Scott Sheiky, we had a PC RM125 that whole-shotted both motos from that inside gate. Yeah, that, used, that gate's usually a good gate anyway. Well, let me tell you why. Because everyone walks up the hill and it's packed. No. <laughs> well, sort or they of, drive the mules down there. They forget. Exactly. They used to rip it and not go all the way to the edge. And they used to be able to get up on the high, dry, hard, high, hard, dry stuff. And, uh, and you would just work everybody because the mule would always just make a turn 
Just right before that little, they didn't drag it that little with the gate. Mule, idiot. They drag it with the tractor, tractor, whatever, bro. These people from Canada, dude. They call. You don't even Mitch. You know what he calls a beanie? I don't even know. What do you call a beanie, dude? It's a toque. A toque. You ever heard of that? No, they, I've heard of a. No, they call them uh, toboggans or something. <laughs> no, that's no. a. That's something you sit on and slide down the hill. No, I swear, I've heard a beanie called a toboggan. I've I'm heard like, it, no, that's, I've heard that's, 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 that's an American calling it a toboggan. A toque. What nope. the hell? Hey, uh, I've always called it a beanie. Speaking of Canadians, what do you think about Wilson? Uh, I think he's he's been well. What did you say to him after the Texas uh, debacle that uh, that happened? What do you say to a guy like that? I honestly didn't have to say a thing. I mean, you you could see in his face he was just bummed, and I mean, like what? Like right. that's the wrong time, and you're just all, dude. Yeah. I'm sorry, and sorry for you. It didn't happen, but you know, I said I'm sure it won't happen again, and he's like, I, I just and. You know, I think in that point, he didn't really know exactly what was going on. and mm-hmm. I, But I did. Like, I, I think he rode awesome. You know, he showed he had speed. He he was trying to go to the house as fast as he could. And yeah. I think maybe a little bit too fast because I think he wore out those last just couple of laps. Do you think the heat had something to do with his brain shutting down a little bit? or? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think it was hard on a lot of guys. I think yeah, that's what you I thought. Look, you, you checked the lap times and there was a lot of guys dropping pretty quick. Yeah, that was everyone was like tripping, and I'm like, hey, when you're riding and it's that hot, and you know, just dealing with it in the past, man, that's people don't get it. But I mean, your brain does funny things, man. Yeah, we had Tedesco on the show last week, and he was telling us about how you know you feel fine physically, but you're just melting. Like you can't really, your brain isn't connecting to your limbs. Basically, is kind of what he was saying. Um, hey, uh, uh, how is Dean's season for you? I mean, he had that little Canadian snafu. Uh, we all we all had a good laugh about that one. But uh, well, some of us did. Well, you know he's Scottish. Yes, I, I. Well, okay, fine. So Jeff Ward was Scottish. Cool, right on. I didn't know. Yeah, well, if you well, check it, it out, right on. Okay. Even even you bagged on Dean Wilson. I just said that he wasn't. Go ahead, say it. I just said that unlike he's Dusty, not a legit Canadian. Unlike Dusty Clatt and Rollerball and Darcy Lange and Lange, Steve Mathis, he was. He's just not. You know. A born and, and bred Canadian. And if you listened to me a couple of years ago, you would have picked Tucker Hibbert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, breaking news, everybody, on the show. Mitch, uh, Mitch asked me, why isn't Tucker Hibbert on the uh, Canadian Motocross the Nations team? And I thought he was. <laughs> and I'm like, but he's a snowmobiler. And Mitch is like, yeah, but he's really fast. And I'm like, but he's American. And Mitch is like, he is? <laughs> he hey, didn't know. Hey, Peyton, you, do you ever notice? I'm sure you do. But this weekend, when they were. Um, when it was on TV, they put the little flag where the country's from. Yeah, I didn't get that either. Like, is that a new deal? Like, we're showing yeah. how international we are, I guess. Yeah, and I was wondering why they didn't have Wilson with a Canadian flag. They, they didn't? The, they had the Scottish flag. No, they didn't. God is my witness, they did. No, they didn't. God is my witness, they did. Yeah, it was like did. a blue and white, blue and blue and white, white cross flag. Crosses on it or something. Really? Yeah, how's that? Hey, I heard rumors, not from Dean, not from anybody at PC, but I heard rumors that uh, Dean is possibly maybe not going to ride for Canada in motocross the nations. Just because it was kind of a fiasco last year. There's a lot of politics of Canadian motocross. So he should, he I don't know. He should ride for Scotland. He's running the flag. Well, you can ride for UK, yeah. Yeah, he's right. Did riding. you hear anything about that, Mitch? Or do you even want to talk about it? I honestly think somebody talked to him about riding for England because he, mm-hmm. he maybe could. But I honestly, like from what he told me, he goes, no. He goes, you know, they, they asked me, but he, like, yeah. he's, his heart's there. He's a Canadian. Okay. All right. Uh, don't, like don't, Rollerball. Like you, can still, you can still like him officially. Yeah, no, I, I do like Dean. Uh, hey, you know what I was thinking the other day? I was, for this show, I was uh, looking at some stats. And uh, 2002, I believe, was the last time 
you did not win a title. Uh, Reed and Preston won indoors, and James Stewart, using uh, your pipe and silencer, won, uh, won outdoors. And uh, that was a long time ago. But here is my here is uh here's my my question to you. When four strokes were coming in, I recall a few interviews with you that you were saying, you know, I, I just don't like them. I, I don't think they're fair in the class. You know, uh, I, I you know blah blah blah. But since four strokes have come on, let me tell you, you're almost unbeatable with those things, huh? Have you noticed well, that? Well, I mean, I, I did say that. I mean, right. we were racing. There was one in the. And then everybody else had two strokes, mm-hmm. and they could come out of the corner and do certain things that aren't. I mean, I mean, Kenny, you remember like to have a good one twenty five, the the triples were the biggest thing. Like the guys say, I can't do it. You know, like yeah. just to do the triple was a big deal for a one twenty five. You had to like time everything perfect, do everything, and then you get these guys on a, a four stroke, and they they would like clean the head up and throw a pipe on it, and they just go out of the corner and go, Brap, and they just blast over it, and then they could get a good start, and, like, you could barely get around them. So, like, it, it I don't know that it made for any different racing. It just gave those guys such an advantage, yeah. and there was only one manufacturer with it out there. I didn't think that was right. Yeah, I remember Kelly Smith when he was riding Yamaha Troy, and he, he was, like, always getting starts and up front, and I'm like, he is not that good. <laughs> like, I like Kelly. But, dude, he was out there, and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, he does not. Hey. But he, he, he got he, whole shots when he was a privateer on a Yamaha. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think five of the seven rounds or something. Well, I got yeah. him a ride from, from you, right? But Yamaha Troy matched the offer. Was that it? I think. Yeah, hey, it was just a weird deal. I don't Yeah. I don't want to really talk about it, but <laughs> okay. uh, he, he turned it down and he went there. So like, uh, I know Tim Ferry back in the day. He he doubled he doubled singled almost every triple. He's at a ninety-seven. He he doubled single his way you to the title. You know why? You know. You know why? It was crazy. You know why he did? Tell me, Kenny. Why? Because he didn't have a PC RM one twenty-five. He had a, a factory. He had a factory bike, and uh-huh. Brian Deegan, my rider, Mitch built the engine, Supercross. <laughs> Supercross won the LA Coliseum on a PC okay. bike and jumped. And his his bike would jump so far you could even on the on the finish his bike was so fast it got away from him. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't even hold on to it. It just looped <laughs> out. <laughs> That's, it. That's some horsepower right there. That's something you can't even hang on to. No, he but was, he was maybe a little tired and he was just happy and he just didn't even know it and just barely blipped the throttle and things just <laughs> shot out from under him. <laughs> what a commercial! What a great commercial! Yeah, speaking of commercials, uh, I, I I seen your Luke or your uh, your Thor commercial there, Pete. And I didn't know that you were. Uh, oh yeah, he's big time movie star, man. Kyle Bentley too. Who, who's the guy? Who's the guy in the gear? Because that's not that's not Purcell. That was him. No, it was not. Yeah, that was him. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> okay, you, you actually got him out to something. <laughs> um, uh, hey, uh, no, it could have okay. could have been a mechanic, but I can't talk about it. Here's here's my, here's here's sort of what I was getting to. Since four strokes have come on, I mean, you, you had an amazing team for, for many years, but since four strokes have come on, literally, you've taken guys like, you know, Goose and Matt Walker, and, and you've won a shitload of titles since, the, since, the, since we've gone four stroke only. Yeah, but um, he did win the title when he had to ride against all the four strokes. I'm not oh. done my. Dude, you're, this is my show, bud. Oh, fuck. Just relax. He's getting so pissed right now. It's awesome. <laughs> it's hey, Penny Show. Peyton, we know that you beat all those dudes on the 125. The last and I, guy. Honestly, I, I thought, yeah, like, I, like it's kind of gnarly now. Like, people think they're like, oh, you guys built such good four strokes. And we really do. And, like, and yeah. 
we'll answer that question in a second. But you got to remember, like we had we had a lot of successes on two strokes. Like you know, right before the the two stroke thing kind of died, we had every manufacturer running pipes except Honda, and then we actually built engines and pipes for Honda. The last two years, they had their two strokes even. Mm-hmm. They came to us and said, "Hey, we we give you you can do it." We're they actually did say they were kind of done with with you know development, and we. We want to try it, and, and it was good. In the last two-stroke to whole shot, a main event was Jeremy McGrath at Phoenix on a CRF or a CR250, and that was a PC motor and pipe and everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Ivan was on the show last week, and he was taking the claim to fame. I am the last 125 Supercross champion. Ivan, who was Ivan Tedesco on your bike? He said I won the last two. two no, he he won on Yamaha Troy. He said he won the last. No, he won the championship. No, but he said he was the last 125. Oh, that's right. That's right. I take it back. The last, oh, last 125 win on a two-stroke was was Ivan on a 125 Yamaha. Exactly. Yep. So he. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. And he said he won, He rode. He had. He 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 rode the 125 and the and the 250F. Right. And he said, "Dude, it was close." Yeah. At the beginning, because that was the first year. Right. Um, hey, Mitch, talk a little bit about uh, Josh Hansen's year. Uh, um, I know he's a big fan of the show, <coughs> loves 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 me. Um, you know, I've been critical of him at times. Uh, I I mean, I still think he he was really fast, but it's amazing that he only had one podium, although it was a, a win. Um, talk about hiring Hanny. What what you thought of him on the year, and and if you think he's going to come back? Well, I mean. I don't even know where you start. You know, like you, you watch the kid's career, and he was good when he was on a mini bike, and then he was decent as an amateur, and he, he was always wanting to be a supercross guy, and then he came into the class, and, you know, he did pretty good. And then I think it was in 05, you know, he rode to KTM, and mm-hmm. him and Gio went up against each other, and, and they, they actually tied in points. Um, but it was, I don't know, you know, like the kid's fast, but he's just, you know, he was, I must admit, a little bit of a train wreck. <laughs> Is that the right word? Train wreck. I, but, think, uh, I think he's pulling I really it together, feel that he, huh? He's, he's wanting to change himself, and he's trying to change himself, and I think he's doing a good job of it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I get along with him good. And for me, 92% of the time he listens to me, and I think that's, that's doing the right thing. And I, mm-hmm. I, I told him, I said, we weren't even going to pay attention to, like, the results. It was more about trying to help him get his life back kind of on track to where he could, you know, like, when it's all done, you got to be a good person. You know, like, mm-hmm. there's nothing left after racing. Like, what are you going to be? You just can't be, like, a squirrel. You know, like, you've got to be a, a real guy. So, like, it's, if you got a problem, you got to address it, handle mm-hmm. it, move on, and then, you know, get all the things from the past cleaned up done over with and let's just try to focus on riding a little bit and it's and it's i think it's working i think i think i don't think he was prepared at the beginning of the season like he was at the end of the season for sure mm-hmm. he had the speed he could win a heat race but you know he some you know like tip overs falls shoot off the track that kind of stuff and and like i almost put that to not believing or not being prepared enough, you know, and then it was that break in the middle to where it was on like, hey, what what about the deal? You know, like you said you were going to do all this shit, and like we haven't got anything done. Like mm-hmm. he wants to talk about next year, and there's nothing to talk about. You know, let's we can just read the 
point standings and the results, and there's really nothing there. Right. And then he put his head down a little little harder or a lot harder, and I think he saw it the last races. And, you know, Seattle didn't – Seattle wasn't a great result, but if really if you watch the race, that should have been a third place for him yeah, he at was that race. And, yeah. and he fell down a couple times, and that was a pretty gnarly track, and he mm-hmm. rode that track really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, ahead. winning Salt Lake and then second in the shootout, I mean, that's all the best guys. And, heck, he, he was – you know, he was in fourth and, you know, picked off a couple guys and got in the second. Right, right. Yeah, I think he could have uh, won that race, man, if he – that one line that he was taking after he come back in and he was going to the inside the whole time, like, trying to block. I think that was a good line to pass people and block them. But if you had started going outside, I think he could have made some time right there myself. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I, I think he rode a great race. I mean, you can't deny, like, that, that inside line there, like, it was – to go outside to get over that triple was so far outside, he'd go inside there and then, you know, mm-hmm. roll over that thing, but he would take the line away from you and make you not do it. And, then, yeah. and if you were going to force the issue, you're going to wind up in the stand. Um, and so we'll see him at X Games. And if you get an injury, are you are you looking to put him in for, for motocross? He's really excited about outdoors. <laughs> I bet he is. Yeah, I, I follow him on Twitter. I, I can tell. I bet he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, do you want to uh, take some calls, Mitch? What's that? You want to take some calls from some fans? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Uh, my name's Tony. How you doing, Mitch? Tony, how are you? Uh, great, man. You know, I, you got an eye for picking talent. Um, now, how much more critical is it while picking your mechanics to work for you? Um, actually, you know, it's it's... The mechanics, I think, come from a few different ways. It's like you either see a guy at the races all the time that you kind of watch a little bit and see him work with somebody else and you're looking at them, or the other mechanics kind of already find some sort of little friendship and they know him a little bit and they say, that guy does a really good job, you know, and if we're if the guy, hey, he's available, and, and we've kind of done it that way, you know, and it's been successful for us. And then they come here and we try to, the thing is we try to do everything the same so that we don't have a cowboy kind of, you know, bringing his ideas to the team. We said, no, nope, this is the way we're going to do it. This is how we disassemble. This is how we reassemble. This is how we do it. And then that way, when you have a failure, you know, you can track it a little bit easier. But they're, each, each mechanic, actually, at our team, you know, they're responsible for their engines and everything. So they, each one of my guys is pretty, pretty solid. Um, that's cowboy. The cowboy attitude definitely hurt Watson and myself in working for Pro Circuit over the years. Shit, I didn't want to work there. I never wanted to work there. There's too many hours, too much work. <laughs> uh, thanks, Tony, for calling in. Uh, that wasn't my final question, though. Okay, all right. Make it, make it oh, quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Yeah, you know, um, you know, I'm someone that's been trying to get into the industry for years. You know, I've got a background in doing motors, doing suspension, you know, helping guys out whatever, any way I could. Uh, best words of advice, you know, this is like a dream of mine. Like, out of high school, I had no, like, I didn't want to go to college and nothing. This is the only thing I ever dreamed about doing. And I actually set myself forward to you. What's some words of advice for me? Go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Watson. Way to ruin him. No, no, no I no, honestly I think it, it's like the guys that do, the guys that are mechanics in our sport are either ex-racers and 
for their mechanics and stuff. And I think the biggest thing is if you love it and you're passionate about it and you're willing to do whatever it takes to make your dream come true, like nobody should stop you. And like, that's what you should try to chase, you know? And I tell people a lot of times you, if you can find some young amateur kid and you can work a deal to work with them and those kids are doing well, you know, you start seeing those guys a little bit and, you know, try to get on with a, a team, you know, that's, that's a, like a satellite team that's that's looking for a guy, and yeah, it might not be the the best situation. Like I think Kenny and and Steve will tell you, like they probably work for teams, and I know we did in the past where we didn't have the money to afford to pay the best guys. So you get guys that just flat love it, want to do it at whatever cost. And are you talking about have... Lamont? <laughs> what are you talking about, Lamont? <laughs> that was. No, but sorry, sorry. you got it. You got to find guys that just want it, and then you give them a chance. And then, honestly, if you work for a team maybe that, that isn't funded as well as some of the top teams, you're going to get noticed if you do a good job. If your bike is solid, clean, and you're organized, and and your finishes are there, I mean, people take notice of that. I do anyway. I notice people like that. Hey, I'll give you a word of advice. That's how I started. I I went. You know, I I worked for free, and I went to the races, and I had a way there, and I just went up the ladder. And I'll give you a word of advice. Whoever you work for, convince them to use Pro Circuit stuff, and you don't have to worry about your bike breaking. <laughs> actually, actually uh, I was working for a rider named uh, Latin and Newton, and uh, his bike kept on breaking all the time. It was one excuse after another, and uh, I had no luck there, you know. But, you know, just keep on pushing on. And just yeah, just, just try make, to... make connections, man, and, uh, and be prepared to sacrifice, like Mitch said and like Kenny said. Like, I think every mechanic, nobody comes up to Mitch with no experience and gets a job. You have to start at the very bottom and work your way up. And every mechanic in the pits has some horror story from the first team they work for where they either didn't get paid or got paid nothing or slept in a floor or I slept in a warehouse at FMF Honda, um, whatever. Everybody's got that. So just be prepared for that. But, I mean, if you work hard, good things will happen. Yeah. Thanks, well, buddy. thanks a lot for your time, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Mitch, the lines are lit up for you. Apparently you're some sort of big deal. Let's go. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air with Mitch Payton. Who's this? Gentlemen, Nash calling in. Hey, Nash, nice to meet you this weekend. Thanks for the coffee, and uh, thanks for the videotapes. Hey, you're welcome. You guys deserve it. You do a quality show, and, and uh, you provide everybody with some, some solid entertainment. It's, it's, it's very good. All right. So. You got a question for Mitch? Actually, yeah, I got uh, uh, three very quick ones. Uh, how you doing, Mitch? Good. How are you? Well, doing well. Uh, first of all, the reed pipe, I want to clarify... I ride a YZ250. I want to clarify, if I purchase a two-stroke pipe, the reed pipe is the production pipe that you're selling now on, off the floor, or you have a separate stock of those reed pipes that I could call up and purchase. No, what we did, like, with any of the factory teams or with, with anybody, I think you're going to see there's evolution and stuff like that where the, the pipe that we had, we had, like, a couple different versions of those pipes the last year they rode YZ250s, and the one that had, like, the most bottom that we thought was the best, mm-hmm. I thought it was better than the pipe we were selling, and they weren't going to race anymore, so we put that into production. There was another pipe that that you could use that was even sold, but it wasn't really so rider-friendly. You know, it was mm-hmm. not very good bottom. It revved a lot, and mm-hmm. for whatever engine spec that Yamaha had at that time, that pipe worked really well for them, but we didn't think it was something that, the average guy would like, so we never sold that one. Excellent. Um, second thing, 
uh, Purcell is kind of a, a mysterious person, to say the least. I had the pleasure of speaking with him a little bit this weekend. Uh, can you elaborate some funny interaction he's had with either guys in the team, Weimer, uh, Rattray, or anything, or just a general funny story? Because I think the public is fascinated by this guy. Well, I think I think he's actually just he. You know, I think he's a very confident person, and that confidence sometimes comes off with even last year. I think if you look at last year versus this year, you see a happier guy. And I think that happiness just comes from knowing the surroundings, knowing people around him, trusting people a little bit more, like the out, trusting people in the outside a little bit more and also within the team. And he has a really dry sense of humor. He cracks jokes a lot. And mm-hmm. he's, he's actually good with the other guys. Like if, he, if they sit down and they talk, you know, they'll talk about stuff on the track, and he has no problem saying, oh, I use this line out there. You should try that. So he's, he's actually a really good guy. As far as funny, you know, like he – he, his jokes are always really dry, but they're pretty funny. Yeah, they're pretty sly. Like, you don't even realize he's really maybe effing with okay. you at first, you know? But then you're like, you look at him and he's smiling a little bit. So, <laughs> uh, hey, Mitch, talk about Purcell versus Bale, uh, personality wise. I know on the track, a lot of people say they're the same rider, but uh, off the track, are they the same guy? Um, no, I think, I, I think that's impossible to say they're the same. You know, like, they they get compared because obviously they're they're both from France, you know. So they came over here to, you know, like they come over here not for where Mathis said maybe once, you know, to to get the money. The the money is over there and the money is here both. And they they grow up, you know, chasing a dream, you know, like Chad Reed or anybody else, you know, like they they grow up chasing the dream. And the dream is you look at America and you see this this thing called Supercross, and I think. I think Supercross to those kids means more than, say, the Nationals do, but it's important that they, that they do both, I think. But they, they grow up wanting to be that guy, and they see that stadium, and they see those lights and the cameras, and they just they want to be that guy, and they, they'll, they'll sacrifice, and they'll come over here, and Kristoff left money on the table, and Tyler left money on the table, and Ben Townley left money on the table to come over here and chase that. And I'm sure Chad Reed did, and, you know, Bale... I'm sure he could have stayed in Europe and rode GPs, and they, they come here to not so much, I think, for the money. They come here because that's what they want to do. They're, they're like, you know, the guy before that wanted to be the mechanic. If you want to be the best, you want to go where the best is so that there's competition and you can compete, and it's just awesome. Excellent. Excellent. All right. uh, one, one very last question. I don't mean to hog it. No disrespect to your operation or your program, but I, I, it's a question ahead, I think down. thousands <laughs> of people would like to know, just out of curiosity, what happened at Southwick last year to that unfortunate engine, uh, and do you care to elaborate on that? We just we had a failure, and as, as long as we're going to race and as long as we're going to try to win and as long as we're going to push the edge, we will have failures every once in a while. It's nothing that we try to do. To any individual, and am I responsible for that? That's my fault. Like we we jacked up that day. It was nothing that was traceable that we could find that was our fault. If if it came down to what we thought happened, we thought the radiators got clogged with mud, mm-hmm. and the thing started overheating, pumping water out, and it ran out of water. The head gasket wasn't blown. There was nothing else. And like I don't like it. You can blame me for that, but. I'll take the blame every day because we're not going to change what we do. We're going to 
we're going to have to every once in a while just make sure, you know, we could have done something different, weirder, whatever, maybe detuned it, whatever, but we're not going to do that. We're going to try to win, and that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. All Excellent. Right. All right, Thank Nash. you, gentlemen. Thank you. Cheers. Bye, Mitch. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hello? Hello? Hello, who's this? This is Adam Cintrillo. Cintrillo, what's up, man? Uh, I, I actually, I didn't have a question, really, for Mitch. Okay. It was, it's more of something, I'm just going to tell you something, Mitch. I, I, my dad hasn't really got to you yet about it. <laughs> oh, wow, we're breaking something on the air. Well, you know that, that, that sick pipe you made me, right? Nope. You don't, yeah. You don't know? No. Actually, we, uh, Adam's been wanting a little more power out of the KX80, and it's getting a little bit older. Uh-huh. So we've been trying to work on getting a little more power out of that bike, and we came up with a new pipe, and uh, it seems like it's better. So I think he's pretty happy with it. Right, and I, and I was, too. And I was thinking, as I was at my regional qualifier, going down the start, I was feeling good, and then I see this little little flash of, of a Honda just come and hit me over. And then all of a sudden, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of flying through the air, laying on my back. The bike's like maybe like 15 or 20 feet above me in the air. And I'm thinking, please, Lord, do not dent that pipe. I mean, that was <laughs> I was thinking. I was stuck in somebody's back wheel with my body. I'm thinking, please do not ruin that pipe. And as soon as and it lands... I go, I, it lands, I, it's, I don't even make sure I'm okay. I get up and go look at the pipe. Pipe's yeah. dented. It's dented. It's dented. Hey, he, it's had dented. First, he, he had his first cone pipe. Remember uh, how everybody used to uh, praise those? Oh, uh, yeah. I, hey, I ran my cone pipe with Ferry <laughs> for eight weeks. I, I had muriatic acid. I, ran, I just cleaned it every week. Oh, it was so sweet. Go get, a, go get, get something to blow the dent out of it. Yeah. Well, we're going to blow yeah, the dent so. out of it, but uh, unfortunately for Adam... In uh, another another month or so, we're going to sell a lot of those. That's oh, true, but there we go. Yes, it's true. Hey, Cincero, let, true. Let, let's broker a deal right now. I'll be your mechanic when you're 16 at Pro Circuit. Right now, let's let's broker this deal, Mitch. I want 150 grand a year. Are we good, everybody? We got we got to be able oh, to get. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good with it. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm going to be back, Kenny. I'm back. You better lose some weight because you're back. <laughs> Yeah, the only hey, thing you back know, is your back is sore. Yeah, exactly. You know that you know that, that uh, Don is really mean to you. Don Maeda? He's, yes, I know. Absolutely. I, I know. He's like, I mean, that's that's mean right there. Thank you for keep, for staying classy, Cincerillo, and not using that ammunition on me. Thank you. <laughs> he sent me like three texts, like telling me what to say. I was like, I don't know, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, who won? Who was smarter, Mitch? Were you smarter than AC? In that, uh, oh, video? here we go. Who was smarter? Oh, I think I beat it. I think I beat him. I think I might be the only guy to beat him so far. I think you are. Yeah, take that, kid. Hey, but Don, Don, he screwed up. I'm calling yeah, BS I, on it. I Don missed, screwed up. I missed a couple. I missed a couple that I'm like, ah, I'm not positive. I have to like how to spell a word, and I'm like, I'd have to write it down. I'm like, just off the top, my guy yeah. caught a little off guard. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> but he asked me one of like it was like who invented like electricity or something and he or it was something like yeah, well, that see, with a name around, and he was around when they invented electricity <laughs> <laughs> hey one of you guys said thomas edison 
What's he, that? He, he told me a different name. They, he I said, think... like, what was Thomas Jefferson famous for? And it was it was supposed to be like, he asked you, like, Thomas Edison or something. Oh, you're yeah, saying, I you're I saying, I think I blew a couple of them. Hey, AC. Yeah, it wasn't good. We got, we got more calls for Mitch. We got to go. But thanks. Hey, no problem. I just thought I'd yeah. let enlighten you on that subject, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you later. Uh, All right. Thanks. Uh, uh, AC92, you're maybe, possibly, your future rider in 2013. 30. 30? <laughs> exactly. Pulp I don't M- know. Pulp show. you're on the air with Mitch Payton. Who's this? This is Mark. Hey, Mark, what's, go- what's going on? Hey, how you doing? Steve and uh, Mitch, I, I had the pleasure of meeting you at High Point. I was bothering your mechanics for a little while there, and I got to talk to you a little bit about Adam. Yeah. And uh, that, a couple of my other questions were already answered, but I just wanted to say that it was a pleasure talking to you. And uh, I'm wondering about the 450s. Are you ever going to get a rider in the 450s? I've heard rumors in the past about Josh Hansen maybe riding one. And uh, I was wondering if you're ever going to try that out. Thanks for the question, man. That is a good question, Mitch. That is the eternal question that everybody seems to want to know from you. We would like to be in the 450 class. I think there's a reason we shouldn't be in there, Mm. but we have to have the correct funding. I don't want to do it wrong. And... You know, we've we've asked that question to people before, and, like, obviously, uh, you know, it's just right now financially it's hard for it's hard for any of the OEs to support their own factory team and then support a team like ours with, mm-hmm. you know, with, with some money to help go run it and the bikes and the parts and the bonus programs and things that have to come along. And it's just, you know, everybody's so... Right now, things have just tightened up quite a bit, and I'm not sure. I'd love to do it, but I won't do it. I won't do it in the wrong way mm-hmm. because I don't want to fail at it. So, like, if I if I can get the funding and and can do it correct, I'd love to be in there. Right. Yeah, times are tough right now. Some of the OEMs can't even give a you know a team some contact liner. <laughs> Here we go. God, Mitch, uh, <laughs> uh, did you hear? The, you didn't probably didn't hear this story. But no, he, he did hear the story because I got it from Peyton. Gary Martini, he's told this story four weeks in a row now. He's so mad at Gary Martini. So mad. Just because Honda wouldn't give me a spark plug this year. Then I asked for a contact later, and he asked me, don't I have a sponsor? <laughs> yeah, it pissed me off. Uh, but Mitch came through? Always. Uh. <laughs> Your mom hey, sent me a I, bill for it, too, by the way, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's possible. I've been, on the other side. I've been on the other side of the fence, and that's something that I've tried to remember as we do things is like, you know, it's important that, like I said, some of the lower teams that are that are there and they're trying to do a good job, you know, like they're, they're going to have some problems every once in a while. And, and we should all, you know, lend a hand to those guys because, you know, we need everybody there and it's important that everybody succeeds a little bit. Yeah, so, you know what blows me away? You know what blows, what blows me away the most, Mitch, is when I first started this thing, there was the factory teams, but there was always a shitload of privateers. A shitload that always, you know, uh-huh. all the privateers hung out. They worked together. They were always borrowing stuff and making it work. It's sad now. Like when you, in Supercross, for instance, I remember, for instance, remember in St. Louis when you'd go through that tunnel? You'd go through that walkway before you got to the stadium, how that one big room was just full of all privateers? Yep. You walk through, there's like eight bikes in there now. I was like, dude, this is, this is weird to me. But whatever. I, well, I, it's, it's more expensive to race 
nowadays. And then, honestly, there there are more private teams, you know, popping up. So, like, you know, one one truck can haul four guys. So, like, maybe maybe part of that is just the aspect you don't see all the bikes scattered everywhere. Yeah, and, true. you know, I look at, you know, like, hopefully, you know, what, whatever teams are out there can find funding and keep going because, you know, like, it, the show takes more than just the elite, you know, two or three teams, you know, like, so it's important that the manufacturers support a few other teams also, and it's, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I get it. We, we got to fill the gate. What's, uh, what's the, what's the, the nuttiest uh, thing a guy has ever asked you for, like, uh, just a privateer or, you know, a team or? I think it had to be me in Atlanta when our bikes got ripped off. Oh, yeah. I asked if you had an extra bike. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he gave it to us. That was a crazy thing. Curry wrote it. Do you remember that? No, huh? When, remember uh, when I was at Triple X in '98? Uh, Gothic J worked for me, and he was working on his bike in the parking lot. And he didn't lock the he didn't back the van up against the wall, and someone broke in and stole all our bikes. And <laughs> we borrowed bikes and gear, and we still raced. But you guys gave us a bike. Paul Curry rode the PC bike that weekend. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you remember. I mean, you forget some stuff you do, but just, yeah. like I would do anything. You know, like if you feel bad for some people when something happens. I mean, sometimes you get, sometimes people are a little bit greedy. Like they'll they'll ask you for things, and you're like, "Are you serious? We haven't even had practice, and you need this." Like you, yeah. you can't ask for that. Like, oh, uh, I uh, I dented my pipe. You have a pipe, or I need this, and you're like, "Yeah, but you haven't had practice." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember back in the day at the amateur days, like when uh, Cowie would used to work on anybody's bike. And and they had to smack, stop you know stop doing that because guys would be bringing their practice bikes in and they'd be like sitting in line to get them worked on before practice and they were just thrashed, you know. <laughs> well, was, they would they would race their race bikes and bring their practice bikes because they thought everything was free, so they, they yeah. were golden as long as they could get some free stuff. So yeah, that's, those days changed too. That's what that's remember uh, Ray Crumb's mom, Louise Crumb. That's what she's told me. You're the shittiest mechanic. You just need to take take it over to Kamasaki and let them fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, I love that. Hey, uh, let's talk about 2011, Mitch. Um, uh, you've got everybody up except for Wilson, so you're going to be looking to hire four guys, three guys. Well, it de- you know it depends. I mean, like honestly, I could see Tyler staying here another year too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he if he's doing what he's doing, I don't I don't see why I'd be against that either. So yep. like, it's just we have to wait a little bit. Like you know, like last year, everything was very. So late, it was unbelievable, and hopefully this year everybody will get their budgets a little sooner because it, it was nerve-wracking last year. Like, we we couldn't do anything until yeah. it was so, so late. Uh-huh. And I'm hoping we can make some moves on some guys here pretty quick. Do you have all your stuff, like uh, your title and all that stuff, locked down for another year, or are you guys renegotiating for that too? No, we're, we're good with, like, Monster and, like, Kawasaki, we we have Kawasaki, we have Monster, we have Thor, you know, like yeah, we have uh, Dunlop, and like a lot of the big sponsors are there. We have a few that we have to renew, but you know, like we we've, we've got to work on some riders and then some other little sponsors that, to to put it all together. But you know, it's like every year it seems like it gets a little more expensive, and then thinking that this year would be late seems like some guys are on the ball and they have their budgets already done, mm-hmm. which I I can't believe because it doesn't seem like anyone does. Some guys are on the gas. What is, are the uh, are the salaries uh, are they are they coming back up? Are things improving that way? Are the agents back to asking for uh, you know seven figures right out of the gate? No, I don't think the salaries are up. You know, like mm-hmm. if they might shop for it, but they're not going to get it. So like they can ask, I guess whatever you want. But All I right. think right now it's, it's I think it's more important right now to have a good ride 
I don't think it's really about the money. It's it's more about having you know the infrastructure and the program all in place and and wanting to ride somewhere. And and then you know you look at the 450 class and when when everybody's done picking, there's going to be some really talented guys that are going to be looking for rides. And like, so what do they do? They're going to have to look at you know non-factory teams, and they're mm-hmm. going to have to assess that and figure out where they want to go. And that's where Hard Knighton steps into play. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, there's going to be opportunities next year for some guys that, like, yeah. you're going to be, wow, that guy's riding for that team. Well, there's nothing left. So yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what Ivan got pretty much stuck, right? He got stuck in the in the in that spot this year where he had just to take it. Hey, yeah, I uh, think Ivan, Ivan was in a spot where it was it was tough. You know, like the all the budgets got cut, and he was kind of waiting. Mm-hmm. A little bit later, and and nobody was answering until really late. And I think he was in a tough spot, and and he worked to deal with the valley. And it seems like seems like actually he's pretty happy there, and and their program's pretty solid. They're working hard, and you know I think they'll be all right. And Kenny's team's good. Like there's some there's some good satellite teams out there, like that that are not you know nobody should be ashamed about yeah. taking that offer. You know, and and maybe that's going to help the satellite teams more. Like when they get a name draw, you know, they can maybe go to a sponsor and maybe that'll help. Hey, Andy Harrington's in our chat room right now, and he said he asked Jimmy Perry, who was at PC for a pipe before the last moto of the year, he said his was smashed. Jimmy looked at it and called it a non-horsepower robbing dent and wouldn't give him the pipe. <laughs> what is not that surprise A me? non-horsepower robbing dent. <laughs> well, and that's, that's part, you know, like once again, like right. you... If you give a guy a pipe every time he dents one, it's probably a two-stroke. Yeah, you'd be, you might as well just put them all on the lift gate yeah. and give them away. But <laughs> like it, we rode with dents in our pipes before, and like I don't, I don't know the instance, but you know, like if it was bad and we had one, we could help someone. And yeah. If not, we had something we could blow it out. You uh. know, we used to carry a, a dent blower; we could pop it out for a guy. But if it wasn't, if it wasn't bad, I've had guys on four strokes, and they'll bring it over with a a rock ding and want to swap it. And I'm like, hey, that ain't going to hurt it. Don't even stress. <laughs> you got a 450, bud. You're good. Uh, uh, before we let you go, uh, there's uh, three riders that have been rumored you're in talks with for next year, and maybe you can confirm or deny or just tell me to shut up or whatever. But uh, Will Hahn, Blake Baggett, and Brock Tickle. What do you Who think? Who are they? Will Hahn, Brock, Brock Tickle, and Blake Baggett. True or false? Well, I would say that there's a maybe somebody knows that we're interested in a lot of guys. I don't think that's that's the only people on a list. Okay, because you, did, you didn't mention Tyla. You know, like you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mention, no, of course. You, you know, you have to keep in perspective. You know, like you, like you could come by my shop any day, and there could be a guy in my office talking to me. There was. One, then, I was in there two weeks ago, and a prominent rider was at the counter asking for you. Not one yep. of those three, but another guy. Yeah, and it and it could be that that happens, and like you're going to talk to everybody that wants to come talk to you, and you want to ask them what their deal is mm-hmm. and where they're at and how they want to do it, and like I'll listen to anybody, and I think it's important to like take the informa- information and digest it a little bit, mm-hmm. and we've we've talked. I'm I probably talked to twelve different writers, so we'll know more as we get further along. Like I said, we haven't. Right. We don't have any concrete plans with uh, anybody. Uh, Ferry's still available. I think he can maybe get his lights eligibility in another year. Ferry wants too much money. Oh, yeah, we tried that. That's You've right. You've seen that house on, uh, online, haven't you? Yeah, we did try that. 
Well, uh, you got something else for? Mitch? Yeah, hey Mitch, I just want to give you a little a little prop myself. I mean, I've been around for a bit, and uh, you know, I, I used to go to you quite a bit when I was at Plano Honda for advice. And um, you know, when I came to Plano, when I when I left Plano Honda, I left with a bag of experience. And uh, you know, I kind of stayed out of the whole the business for a bit, and I got back into it with 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 Hart. And you know, Hart pretty much gave me the reins and said, you know, do your thing. And uh, I tried to stick with something that you told me a long time ago, and I'll never forget it. It was like a word of wisdom that <laughs> you gave me. Don't and hire Mathis. Yeah, that. That. And then <laughs> it was hire just Mathis. it was just one thing that always I think it works good for me, and I see a lot of other teams not doing it. And I don't, I'm not saying that my team is great and it's successful, but you know we're we're doing what we need to do. Some teams have gone come and gone since then, but I'm, I'm a firm believer. What's the advice? Tell us that. You know what you told me was. Get a good group of sponsors and stick with them. You know, maybe some guy will come down the road and say, hey, I'm going to offer you $15,000 more or whatever, but you always can't go for the money. And what I'm trying to get at is, you know, I think that with your program, I know, you know, you guys have been running Scott Goggle since you started pretty much. And I'm sure Oakley came to you down the road and you said, no, I'm going to stay there. You've been with Thor for a long time. You've been with Kawasaki a long time. And what I'm trying to get at is that there's people out there listening you know, the money isn't always the most important thing. You know, getting with a good program, like the guy said that called in, you know, you have to find a niche, and you have to get in that niche, and you have to stay with it. Jumping around isn't the answer. And I want to say thank you for what, what have you've, the wisdom that you've given me throughout the years and to say that I look at you as an icon of this sport, and I think you do a phenomenal job, and I wish you the best of success. Oh, and then, and then I will pull your penis out of my mouth, and we're done. No, I would say I would say that I only do that because, to me, there was there was a group of guys that that kind of stuck with me or or were with me when we were going to start a team, and I I really didn't know whether we were, you know, like we're we going to be successful, not successful, mm-hmm. a little bit, not sure, and and kind of it was a struggle to get. Anybody to commit to say, yeah, we want to, we want to do this. We'll try it. And I thought, after we had a little bit of success, you know, we we had a lot of other people contact us and say, hey, we want to, we want to get this, we want to get that, we want that. And I remember, like, one of my best, and I'm still really good friends with him, was Jim Hale at AXO. And like, I used to laugh because I could get more money from clothes, but. Jim was such a good guy, you know, like he was such an honest guy with me, and he goes, hey, this is what I can pay, and this is what I can do. But he treated me so good, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. I think it was worth it to stay there, and like, we've been really loyal to the people that have been with us, and yes, we've been offered more money probably from a lot of different sponsors along the way, but I felt like it was it was better for me to stay with the sponsors that we had, because as you're sitting in front of a kid that rode for somebody else, and you're saying, hey... You need to come here. You're asking him to switch, you know, like, and what I was trying to do by, you know, staying with Kawasaki so long was prove, prove my loyalty, you know, and, and try to prove that there's something to be said for a guy that's solid and, and, you know, like, yes, we've won races, we've lost races. You know, the guy says, yeah, you blew up a motor, you cost the guy a championship. I didn't do that on purpose. You know, like, I would never do that. But I'm going to keep the same philosophy and the same things all along, and I'm going to try to keep the same people involved because when times are hard and you got to lean on them and you say, hey, look, this is, this is wrong. we got to, we got to fix this. 
know, I think they'll work with you harder if they know you're the guy that is not going to split and just take the bigger, better deal. Now, the BBD, the BBD is always around the corner. You know, it's the hotter chick. It's the more money. It's the cooler car. It's the everything. You know, so the BBD is always there. If you want to chase it, you can find it. But I've seen riders do that where, and I won't say his name, but I had a rider that I talked to two or three times, and, and he said, well, you know, I get more money here. And I said, you know, but, you know, I don't know, but here we are. We're here. <laughs> and so you see those guys, and you don't get them, and you beat them again. And then you, they talk to you again about riding for you, but you can't offer them the most money. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but don't you ever want to win? Like, what about that? <laughs> like, You can win bonuses, me, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that there's more money in bonuses than there are salaries if you add it up. So, like, go win your money. Yeah, go, I know, I know go, one rider in particular please. back in the day that wish he would have listened to you was Brian Swink, for sure. And Robbie Renard told me that, too, recently. The Swinkster. You remember the Swinkster? He's like... I love Swink. So he's badass, isn't he, dude? He's no, such he, a great dude. Swink was a killer guy, and I just wanted him to stay another year so he could not have a change in his program. It seemed like he was doing pretty good and we we're getting him into a like a almost like a little bit of a groove you know and like he's gonna switch all that up be around new people and all that stuff and it and he won the supercross title which he was so good at that point like he was gonna beat us no matter what right except for actually you know buell the second year was gonna be solid too and he broke his wrist so like it was those two the first year were were you know like mm-hmm. they swapped three or four wins or whatever. So, like, I thought we still were standing a chance, and then once Buell got hurt, you know, it was harder. But I think it's just more you got to believe in the people you're with, and then, you know, these kids at amateurs, you know, they're, they're just always bouncing around and stuff, and it's, I don't know. I don't think it's right. always the best thing. I think you got to believe in yourself a little bit more, and you got to have great equipment, and I'll give you that, but I can't give you everything that you think you need or – you know, the most money is important. You need to earn your money. You know, like, you guys you guys have to work now. I have to work. Everybody else has to work. Why shouldn't everybody have to work? Like, <laughs> Yeah, good point. Yeah. Right on, work, work for your money. Yeah. I like that. All Another right. word of wisdom. Thank yeah. you. All right. Hey, Mitch, All right. Thanks, for, thanks for coming on the show, man. I'll see you this weekend. Let's Creek. We'll see you there. All right. See you. Later, Mitch. Bye. Bye. Great guest. Awesome. Which, I, which I knew anyways, and you did too. Yeah, yeah guys. Uh, Mitch Payton right calling it like he sees it. Uh, we're running a bit late on time. We got to call Coy before we do a commercial. Should we do a commercial? Let's do a commercial. Oh, now you're gonna call shots again. That's my show. Let's you're do still it. gonna call. Taking it over. All right, you've been listening to the Pulp MX show on Pulp MX, and we will come back right after these wise words. Right Pulp here Coy, MX. Coy Gibbs. PulpMX.com. Wearing goggles are the result of over 25 years of experience in the eyewear business, and the product has been race-proven at the highest levels. For 2010, X-Brand has Mike Alessi, Moto Concepts Yamaha, Josh Strang, and many others wearing the Gox and Gox Liquid Performance eyewear. X-Brand goggles are exclusively distributed by MTA. Check out our complete line of goggles at your local dealer or at thexbrand.com. Hey, Kenny, right now I want to talk about one of the sponsors, uh, the new sponsors of the Pulp MX show, a guy who's come on board recently. That would be the Racer's Edge, uh, otherwise on the web as TREMX.com, a uh, Simi Valley mail order powerhouse. And uh, you actually go back with these guys. Yeah, we go back a long ways. These are the original 
Racers Edge. I mean, I go over the all over the country, and I've seen the Racers Edge on you know people's box trucks and other stores. But this is the one and only Racers Edge. Um, throughout the years, they've helped out riders like Kyle Lewis, Brian Deegan, Brian Swing, Billy Payne, Paul Curry. Tyler Evans, Casey Johnson, Scott Cheek, Phil Lawrence, Mike and Jeff Alessi, Kerry Hart, Ronnie Feist, Sink Mars, wow. Timmy Wiegand, and the list goes on. And the cool thing is, all it takes is a phone call or email, order something, and you're on their team. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. You had a small Simi Valley powerhouse shop that uh, stepped up and helped us out. And uh, you can check them out at tremx.com. Remember, anything over 100 bucks is free shipping. So uh, keep that in mind as well. It's your one-stop moto shop for everything that you need. And if you pulp, if you type in Pulp MX Show, all caps, you will get an extra discount on your order, Kenny. Wow, that's huge. That's huge. Well, hit them up. These guys will take care of you. And when they say it's going to be there, it's there. No BS. There you go. Right from Kenny Watson. Support them. TREMX.com. Yeah, we're back. Support TREMX.com. Support X-Brand. 40% off. X brand, uh, type in the code XPRO2010 uh, on, and click buy it now, and you will get a 40% discount on a pair of goggles. XCO2010. As well, TREMX.com. Type in Pulp MX Show, all caps, and you get a discount on that. Free shipping, anything over $100 uh, at TREMX.com. Home of the Racer's Edge, your one stop shop for all things moto. Uh, as well, JGRMX.com. And with JGRMX.com, for more on that, let's call the head of JGR. Racing, and that would be none other than Coy Gibbs. Um, we'll get him on the show here. Yeah, let me see that, Watson. Uh, right, hey, we got a little d- deal with TREMX.com. Uh, they are proud to announce and excited to announce their exclusive partnership with Death Gloves for the Mammoth Motocross. Is Mammoth this weekend? Uh, that weekend's coming up this oh, weekend. Okay. And the regular, the amateurs are... Are uh, you doing our show next week? Yeah. I'm going to do the show from, and then from the ne- Mammoth. From Mammoth. Oh, from Mammoth. Yeah. You're calling in. Okay. Uh, so TREMX.com, you will have a, have deaf gloves and casual wear available for sale throughout through both weeks of Mammoth Motocross. If you purchase any deaf product, you will receive a raffle ticket and a chance to win one of two pairs of exclusive Nate Adams deaf gloves with the Target logo on them, autographed by Nate himself. So pretty rare gloves. Got a chance to do that. They're also accepting applications for the new racer support program, a program designed to help racers get what they need to be competitive at unbeatable prices. Riders who are accepted will get the opportunity to personalize their support by picking the things that they want to get deals on. So TREMX.com, you can get on the same program that launched Kyle Lewis, Shane Trittler, Ray Crumb, Michael Lessie. You can go Timmy Wiegand, go on and on. Same thing that they started on back in the day. So what you want to do is you want to go to TREMX.com and click on the Racer Support button on the homepage and submit your application. Or stop by the booth at Mammoth and uh, fill one out. So uh, don't forget, they'll be at Mammoth two weeks in a row. They'll have giveaways. They'll have everything you want. Great prices. TREMX.com. Uh, check them out. Yeah, and you definitely got to check these dudes out. They're also uh, these guys, uh, you know, that list of riders that Steve just gave you. I mean, I'm not no rider, but these guys helped me get where I'm at today, too, believe it or not. I hate to give it up to these clowns, but uh, they did. All right, let's bring in our next guest, Coy Gibbs from JGRMX. Get this Coy is, on the phone here. This is uh, NFL coach's son. <laughs> Silver Spoon. Uh, I never actually confirmed that he was coming on. We kind of confirmed, but not double confirmed. So. It's late in North Carolina. Hello, you've reached Coy Gibbs. Please leave me a message, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thanks. At the tone, please record your message. 
When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. To leave a callback number, press 5. Hey, Gibbs. What up? It's Watson. Just uh, needed to talk to you, dude. Give me a call, 702-586-PULP, like the orange juice. You know, you pulp in your orange juice. And get ready, because next time I see you, we're playing punches, dude. And I definitely can hit harder than Daryl Green. All right, bud. Holla back. There we go. Next message, Watson. Uh, I'm actually going to talk to him about getting on that. When you come out to a race, uh, you said you're coming out when Ivan comes back. Oh, we're going to fight? We're going to get a boxing. We're going to get some boxing gloves. And we're going to film it. And it should be good for some hilarious uh, 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 things. Hey, let's quickly do the X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off segment. Let's do it. I really wanted to get a hold of... It's uh, X-Brand Goggles tear-off segment, where timing is everything. Uh, X-Brand Goggles, the result of 25 years of goggle technology. What do you think about that, Kenny? That's awesome. That new segment dude, what are you doing, dude? You're killing hey, it. Wait till you hear the Kenny's Corner segment. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, you're going to love it. It's going to be awesome. Kenny, stop doing that to my wife. Stop trying to grab her ass. Okay, X-Brand Goggles. Check them out, X-Brand, 40% off, punch in X-Pro 2010, 40% off. Uh, 15 seconds or less, Watson. Let's do it. On X-Brand uh, goggle tear-off segment. Think you can do it this week? Uh, I don't know. Ivan's not here. He he, uh, he almost broke my record last week. Yeah, he did, def- definitely. Uh, okay. Yep, let's do it. Is Ryan Dungey going to win this title? Yep. He- <laughs> I didn't even start the time to start the watch. Yeah, that's how okay. fast I am. Okay. Uh, if you were Will Hahn mm-hmm. of TLE Honda, yep. and apparently he has two choices. He has the choice of going to Mitch Payton or Geico Honda. Uh, which would you pick and why? <laughs> Duh. Didn't you just listen to the guy that was on the, radio, on the okay. show? So I would go to Pro Circuit, hands down. No disrespect to them. But he doesn't have all those number one plates on his door by accident. Ten seconds. That was one of your longer ones. Uh, well, he fu- you, you were disgusted a- with that, with that yeah, question, weren't you? Yeah, you fired me up. Yeah. Um, your favorite motocross track ever? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Tough one, huh? Dude, I like I Millville. You like Millville? <coughs> I always did good there. The chicks are always cool to me there. All right, 12 seconds, 12.9 seconds. That has been the X-Brand Goggle <coughs> tear-off segment. Um I think Coy Gibbs is... Uh, oh, we're calling Coy Gibbs back. Is he calling back? I'm calling him right now. If he answers, let me let me give him... Let's, let's talk like we're not from the show. It's like, hey, what's up, dude? No, he knows. We're, he knows we're coming on. Yeah, uh, whatever. Then we'll let him figure it out. Dude, this guy is classic, man. This is one of those guys that... Uh, it's just a good dude. Humble. You wouldn't even believe where he comes from. He's just a good just dude. Just had to work his way up for nothing. Hello. Hey, cool. dude, why don't you answer the phone, dude? Because I live on a Dagon Peninsula and I already cell service tonight. It was like storming out here. So to drive up the road in my underwear, sitting in a Dagon car at the <laughs> no. gas station. No, oh. you didn't. Dude, are you kidding me? That's I'm dead serious. Coy gives everyone in his underwear, in his car, live on the show. Dude, you're awesome. Pretty much. You're awesome, dude. Uh, uh, hey, I see your brother. I watched only, your brother. I watched only your... for you guys. Only for you guys. Hey, who do you like better, me or Watson? Uh, that's a, that's a, that's an easy one. I like watching better than you. Yeah. That's bullshit. That's your my guy. Hey, dude, <laughs> check it out. Did I watch your brother on, uh, he did the, the, some interview after the race. Dude, he is so much better on TV than you. 
Come on. Dude. Does he have his cheesy? His goatee looks awful on him. Dude, he had about four spokes sticking out, though. I noticed that. Like, I've been doing good, so I got, like, a new TV with, like, super high HD. And you could see, like, his beard, and he had, like, four spokes sticking. Like, his beard hairs were sticking out and in and up and down. I was going, check out his spokes. Uh, <laughs> hey, how's your weekend, bud? How's everything? Uh, it wasn't very good. We, we had a good, I mean, a good first moto, and then um, got a flat in the second one. Yeah, Grant, and so. then uh, Alex told me he took up three laps for you guys to wave Grant in. Like, it might have been a little better had you gotten him in earlier, huh? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think we, I mean, I think we, we could have changed the tire faster. That's for sure. It oh, wasn't a NASCAR pit stop, <laughs> but um, we. It, I think if he would have came in a little earlier, you know, we, we probably wouldn't have lost so many spots. Probably would have had a chance of making some points. Right. Yeah, he was on fire in the first motor. Rode great. Um, um, I mean, he looks like the Josh, you know, we saw last year. That, you know, if we can keep him healthy, I think we'll see it every week. Now, are you going to hire him again or what? I don't know. We're working on it. You know, a lot of things come to play on that. Um, like you know, we'll Hunt- like Art Huntington? I, are, I offered him a deal, him and uh, – Bring Alex with him, and they would get uh, tattoos every week. And they get to, uh, our, our our team our team meetings are at the pool at rehab. Yeah, and their and their trainer would be massive. Yeah, yeah, take that. <laughs> See if you can beat that, Gibbs. Uh, take your sit on a couch and eat ding dongs all day. Uh, you huh? know what? I feel I feel a little sorry for for everybody but you because. Grant got hurt in Supercross. He was really going to be a, a, a front runner, and suffered an injury. Brayden was was pretty good. Uh, he was, you know, he he learned the ropes. Then come outdoors, you know, Grant's coming back from his shoulder injury, and he's having a, a few tough motos here and there. And Brayden, who you knew would be really solid outdoors, then goes and gets racked up before the first race, and just now yeah. is coming back. So it's been a tough year for 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 everybody there, um, which I wouldn't wish on anybody. Well, you, but no one else. So well, I think I think it's been a tough year for everybody. Honestly, I mean, so yeah. many guys have been hurt and dinged up. But uh, uh, you know, I don't know why. Shit, not, for years Hunt- not for Harden Huntington, kid. We were solid. yeah, Harden Huntington never had a problem. Shit, Must we were, be something to do with the training program over dude, here. We were solid twelfth through sixteenth every week, bro. Beat yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys still beat us in overall points. Go figure. We um. You know, I, I honestly, I think about that because I mean, Justin's still coming back. It was his first race back, which is always brutal <laughs> coming outdoors. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to do too much, so uh, I'm kind of looking for um, two weeks from now. I think they'll both be healthy, 100, percent and see what we can do. There. I know Josh can run good, um, and hopefully Justin can uh, get back in shape here in the next couple weeks. Uh, yeah, right now I'm looking at the points here. No, I'm not. I don't have them. What place is Grant in the points? Uh, I think we're sixth. Sixth. Okay, so you're hanging in there. Um, yeah. Uh, talk about the the silly season for you. Is it already starting to happen? Are you already getting phone calls from people and negotiating deals or, or thinking about it? Like you have your program set for next year. Um, Sponsor wise, we, we're not we're not set. Um, I, I don't know. If, I was wondering because of the economy, if it's not going to happen later. Um, if more guys are going to wait. Um. Or, you know, throw the initial offer out. Which, uh-huh. If it's anything like they're getting paid the last couple of years, it's probably not going to happen. Um, and then see, you know, see what, see what, the, see what plays out. But I, I really have a something that's going to take a little longer than, than normal. There has to be that one guinea pig that throws the throws the bait out there for them to hit it, and then they're going to go from there. So yeah. 
let's get together on that koi, and uh, I'll be the guinea pig because I know damn well I ain't paying no one for six hundred grand. <laughs> that's why you did and, uh, me, we just call it as we see it bro yeah heart heart and huntington bro i mean they don't need to pay 600k because they have the rehab and the tattoos and everything else to offer that maybe you guys Dude, can next year we're doing three strip poles on top of the semis <laughs> we're stepping up our game bro <laughs> and all, all, all koi can do is give guys jars of muscle milk uh, that's all. That's all. Yeah, and big pay and big and a lot of money. Yeah, and a sweet, and a, a sweet, a lot of money and a sweet cup shop. Yeah. Hey, uh, Coy, are you gonna? Would you go to three riders or four guys? Would there be talk of that? Was that something you thought of or, or, or could do in the future? I always think about it. I mean, yeah. I've talked about it this year. Mm-hmm. I um, obviously, you know, people always come up and say, "Hey." You know, this guy will ride for free. I'm great. I'm like, great. Now give me 400 grand for parts. And it's a <laughs> yeah, you know, that's really. the hard part. Right. It really, sometimes the salary is not the big part of the whole picture. Um, yeah, the parts you just set up, and then you got to bring on more staff, and, you know, sometimes that's more headaches for, for everybody. So um, <laughs> uh, I'd, de- I'd definitely be open to it. It's right. got to be the right situation. Yeah, people don't get it. They're like, oh, he'll ride for free. I'm like, all right, sweet. So he's going to ride for free. That means he's going to pay for his mechanic. He's going to pay for his mechanic's hotel. He's going to pay for his flights. And he's yeah. going to buy his bikes. And he's going to pay for his parts. And he's No, 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 no. He'll, he just won't get a salary. Who's going to pay for the Xbox games Ex- J- at JGR? Ain't <laughs> no one's touching this guy on the other end of the phone. Oh, uh, I whooped yeah. his ass at Reflex. You're you're so, you're so sour about that, man. You wish you could sit with me the whole time and play video games. Oh, I know. Did you, hey, did you happen to catch my uh, my tweet last week about that? Um, I don't Twitter people. Oh, uh, I thought I, I Twitter. Does Watson Twitter? Watson Twitters, but okay. If you don't Twitter there, buddy, then how come you're telling me on sun, su- Saturday night to lay off the cheese fries at Outback? That's, I know. That's what, I said. That's how what, about a salad every now and then? Well, that's, that's what J Bone. That was through J-Bone. We were driving back from Pennsylvania. And he yeah. was telling me, he's like on it 24-7 now. In fact, you thought, that whole thing might ruin an employee for me. <laughs> Twitter. He doesn't do anything with Twitter the whole time. And I said, hey, tell him that. He told me what you said. And I, said, I told him, hey, how about a salad every now and then? Yeah. Oh, hey, Coy, you know what you can do, dude? You can go on the, you know, the Twitter account, and you can see how many times they Twitter. Like, I'll tell you straight out, my Twitter, I've, I probably Twittered 130 times in a year, which is terrible. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, I don't know. I just don't get it. I, I honestly don't have time. I don't have time for it. it you know what? Really for, for me, I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would, um, I have to admit. I, it's been good for me. I've been Twittering at the races, and uh, I think it's helped my side out, and it's helped maybe me get a little bit of uh, exposure. I'm sure, I'm sure it has. In fact, my guys are grilling me today about doing it for the retail side, like having a Facebook Okay, let me say this. I don't have a Facebook account, but some guy has a Facebook account with me and my picture on there. Yeah, you he's, know got, he's, got, he's got me dating some supermodel or something. Oh, my you... wife found it. She was all pumped about that. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're big time. You got a, a fake Dead Facebook. Serious. Look it up. It's crazy. So I, I was like, how do you this? Uh, I don't even care. Dude, yeah, me like, too, dude. I can't even like when the the whole uh, what was it in the Facebook and the uh, other one, uh, MySpace. MySpace. I tried to get my name, and someone had my name, like yeah. Kate, uh, Kenny Watson, Kate up from Vegas. Right, right. Someone like oh. has it, and I call. I got a hold of the dude, and I'm like, hey, can I use that? The guy goes, yeah, give me two two grand. He goes, you're what? rich. I'm all, what? I'm not rich. Keep the name, dude. I don't give a shit. 
that's what we had. Uh, we had a big like JGR um, dot com. We, we don't have JGR dot com. We have JudgesRacing dot com. A guy wants like a fortune for it. My brother, but forget it. I don't care. Yeah. How's that? How's Coachy doing? He's doing good. He's a uh, class act. That guy. Right. Dude, he's pumped. Yeah. His guy's killing yeah, it in the cup side. He just has to get his motocross program together. Well, he yeah, hire some other staff it. or something. Yeah, no, they need to bring the other brother in for the motocross side. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Coy's always yeah. been. You know, Coy's always been like that. The the stepchild. They treated him like hand me downs and just <laughs> always like the the, the abandoned child, yeah. the kid that always got in the trouble. And they're like, oh, fine. He wants a motocross team. Fine, here. Give it to him. Get him out. Fine. Of here. <laughs> will Will you stop talking to me? Yeah, because he, he he's too big to get I'm in a truck or a car. Hey, I'm now. completely content with that role in the family. <laughs> it doesn't bother me one bit. I know. Yeah. I tried to I tried to crack on him, Watson. Uh, I'm like, oh yeah, hey, big guy with the with the NFL legend coach who gets a team and all those money. And he goes, right? yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the joke really didn't work. It that's backfired. That's my guy, dude. I uh, think Coy Gibbs. Hey, so talking about one of the questions I have here, you're four years into the team. Yeah, this is your fourth year. This is our third year. Way to be observant. <laughs> no, I'm a, yeah, I'm, no, that, I'm a fact-based journalist. You know no, how that's that Mathis. I hey, know those three, but uh, I know. I wanted him to fucking screw up. Here's the question. All right, don't swear, Kenny. I love swearing. Adam C. and Cirillo might be listening. That's all right. Um, here's my question. Are you still enjoying it? Is it everything you thought it would be? Is it is it better, worse? Uh, talk about your experience in the sport so far and how you've liked it. Oh, I mean, I, I, uh, I do enjoy it. You know, if I didn't, I wouldn't be doing it, honestly. Uh, it's, it's probably, because I've been on the car side for a long time, mm-hmm. even though even though you guys think I was a funky, I did run some of the car side stuff. Um, I didn't think and, you were too good, though. I, heard, I talked to some people that do it, and they said that you were just, you know, the the, the, the guy's son, so they had to I, you I heard car. he went and got Tony Stewart sandwiches. That was all he ever had to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, I, I enjoy it. It's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's probably harder than the car side. I think. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I firmly believe that. I mean, not not probably, probably all the politics that go into it. It's 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 probably more difficult. How mm-hmm. do the promoters from NASCAR compare to the promoters for the outdoor motorcross yeah, so and supercross? That's one of my questions for you. Is compare the compare the politics or compare? But what what would you like to see done better? Compare John Gallagher to uh, <laughs> quit bringing up Gallagher every week. Uh, Bill Francis. <laughs> hey, he, he, every week he throws out a I hate John Gallagher mention. Just about every week. <laughs> I, I don't know. I like Gallagher yeah. figures. <laughs> I, I I um I I don't know. I mean, like I, I don't I don't think you really come in contact with those guys too much on the on the car side. I mean, I think just just as far as getting your program going, um, dealing with the manufacturer side. Um, I think it's it's pretty difficult, um, probably more so than on the car side. Um, I don't know why that is. It just it just is. There's more, more. You know, you're not really like think about it, on the car side. We build almost everything in house. Right. You mean that's not I mean, really that's not really a Camry. That's no, not, I mean we we build the, we build the cage inside. We build almost everything. Inside, you get a couple pieces of sheet metal. Um, you get your blocks from Toyota. They're obviously a great partner for us on the car side and the motorcycle side. Mm-hmm. Um, on the motorcycle side, you really, really are dependent on the um, manufacturer. Right. So it, and how's it, that working out for you? Uh, you know, they the give you, con- really you contact cleaner. Uh, do I? <laughs> Does Coy know the story? No. Coy, uh, Gary Martini at Honda refused to give Kenny a case of contact cleaner at one of the races. 
and it's now going on four weeks, five weeks in a row, where he's told us how he couldn't get a case of contact cleaner. I wouldn't give you any contact cleaner. I know that's there. why I didn't go ask you because I knew you wouldn't give it to me, you idiot. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I give we get we get Dredge Performance products, Doug. I'd hook you up with a whole case. Oh really? Well, not a whole to... pallet load. Yeah, I'm putting then... it on the truck right now for for, for next year. For Anaheim. Yes. Yeah, but then you'd make me deal with Ed. Yeah, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Ed's your buddy. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, oh god, that was a good one, huh, Coy? <laughs> I know you're laughing your ass off in your underwear. I'm just picturing you right now in sitting truck. in your truck in your underwear talking on the phone. Pretty much. Pretty much. I can't believe that, uh, that yeah, we got you out for, for us two idiots. That's pretty amazing. That's hot. Yeah, I wasn't happy walking out of the house. Uh, hey, 702-586-7857 if you want to talk to Coy Gibbs. Ask Coy about uh, coaching. Uh, Ask Coy about photocopying offensive plays for the Washington Redskins. Yeah, he, Coy was the guy for the Redskins, if you watch. When they run plays back and forth with paper, like the pictures and stuff, that was Coy. that was Coy, yeah. yeah he was. He, I had a, he was, I had a glue stick. I actually got demoted every year. I said the last time there, I had a glue stick in my hand and was sticking photos in a book. I was, I was, I was reduced to that. Well, thanks I, a lot. Thanks, I, thanks a lot, Dad, for that great yeah, job. Thanks, yeah, I come from a contractor that screwed every every job I ever worked on. I did something wrong, and they put me job to job to job. So soon enough, they just had to get rid of me, just like you. But I, my dad didn't have enough money to start something and give it to me like you. Hey, who was – I know I've talked to you about this uh, off the air, but who was the coolest football player you've run into uh, all your years in the game with your dad and stuff? Who was the coolest I, I love I love Joe Washington. Who's that? Running back. Third down back that played um, in the early, mid-'80s. Right. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember that guy. I thought yeah, you were yeah, say no. something like Mosby uh, or like. No, what Matthew, I was going to say some Canadian guy or something. Well, Mike, Mike, Se- Mike Sellers played his uh, played his uh, uh, his mostly start of his pro career in Winnipeg. Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Mike Sellers. He's not Canadian. He played in America. He couldn't sign up there underage. Yeah, but he played. He, 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 I think he flunked a bunch of drug tests that came to Canada, and he was awesome. And now he plays with you guys. So, um, or he plays with the Redskins. What he about? Is, hey, he's a great guy too. I like. I yeah, like you always Coy. said he was a cool guy. He was a monster in the CFL, man. You couldn't stop the he's guy. A, he's, he's a two hundred and ninety pound fullback. He's huge. I know. Wait, well, hey, what about Daryl Green? Was he a good dude? Yeah, Daryl's cool. Probably, you know, I, I'd say like Joe Washington. You know, hands down, is one of the coolest guys. What I like Reggie the- Branch. He's another running back for the Skins. Um, what about that dude Probably. that got his leg snapped on the Monday Night Football when I was a kid? I remember my dad jumping Joe, out of his Joe seat. Joe Theismann. Did you know that Joe guy? Keith? Yeah, yeah. How's that guy? He's uh, I, I like, I like he's, he was always really cool to me. He um, was he's the worst guy. announcer in the game right now. Come on, hands down, he's the worst announcer for sure. You're crazy. No, crazy. no. I, who's I, better? What? Who's better? Who's yeah, who's better, Marcus? Uh, uh, anybody besides him, Watson? You'd be better. You don't even. You can't even name five NFL guys. Oh, I can't. No, <laughs> you're gonna doubt me right now. Okay, name five NFL guys. Rosenberger. Okay, you. <laughs> Who's Rosenberger? All right, Romo. <laughs> Romo. First, name, first names, please. Tony. First, okay. Tony Romo. Yes. Uh, Andre Risen. <laughs> no, he doesn't, he doesn't play his anymore because his chick burned his house down. He, he does not he play anymore. Shoes. He does not count. He does not play anymore. <laughs> All right. But he did play for the CFL. Jason last... Snelling, running back for the Atlanta Falcons. He was at my house two weeks ago. Okay, Jason Snelling, you got two. Okay. Two. Okay. What about? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know football too good. Yeah, Co- clearly. Coy Gibbs. Think <laughs> about the Super Bowl people. I know he can't even get I never Manning. The Super Bowl. Hey, he can't get Manning or Favre or anybody. Who's that? 
Eli Brett. <laughs> Brett Brett Montana, is that his name? Uh, <laughs> oh, God, you're that's an idiot. Awful. Yeah, you're so popular, dude. No one even wants to call and talk to you, dude. That would <laughs> suck. Yeah, when I don't kid, think it's me. I promise you that. No, dude. No, we hey. get a lot of listeners, and it's hey. trust us, it's you. Hey, Coy. Hey, here, here we got a call. We got a call. It's has been, it's, for sure. It's probably uh, a, a J-Bone. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? This is uh, Josh Davis. Hey, what's team up? TRD Amateur Team Captain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right hey, on. how you doing there, Josh Davis? How you been, buddy? What's up? What's happening? Hey, thanks for calling. Thanks for supporting. You got, you got, a, question? A, you got a question for uh, the Super Bowl coach's son? I, I got. Uh, I, I found our pitcher on the side of the freeway at Azusa. Well, when, when, when we blew up the whole, uh, when I blew up the motorhome, when the tire came through. The- oh, oh, so this is a question for Kenny Watson. No, oh, so not for Coy Gibbs. Yeah, it's perfect. Thanks, bro. Yeah, you no got problem. that pitcher, Josh. I got an awesome pitcher. Me and Kate up on the side of the freeway, right by the, the cop, Azusa. The cop took it, huh? No, no, you stole the camera from the cop. Oh, <laughs> what did he email you the picture? You stole the camera from a cop? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a patrolman. Hey, do you got a no. question for Coy Gibbs? I know you have a kids at the racing. Uh, why don't you uh, – you need to give Coy uh, a shot at uh, doing some stuff for your kid, Josh. You know they do uh, – they're doing uh, motors and suspension now at JGR, and the stuff is sick. Well, let's do it. We'll hook the whole – we'll do a whole team. There you go. There we Coy, go. Coy, I told you that you, sh- you didn't even get in contact with me before J-Bone. I make shit happen. Yeah. You don't make no money, bro. You got you to call the amateur stuff. Those guys don't buy nothing there. Coy. Yeah, we, got, uh, we got Cooper Webb. We got what's, uh, Max. Let's still it. One to five, and five out there at the amateur races. You know, are, are, they, guy. are they buying their stuff? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. We're, we're selling a lot, of, a lot of stuff. Probably right, well, more, than we, more than we can keep up with right now. All right, well, uh, there's a sponsor of our show. It's called TREMX. They have an amateur they Let's have work amateur on this team. off the air. Let's try to work on it off the I'm air. I'm going to set you up with them, Coy. They're good dudes. They're going to give you a lot Perfect. of business. Perfect. All, All right. right, hey, Josh, thanks for the call, but man. I meant send me an email. I'll email you with pictures. Okay, bye. Bye. Later. Thanks. Uh, hey, um, I want to know for sure, Coy. Um, wh- I know Jay Bowen's doing well for you and everything. Where... Was Kenny and I on the list of managers like after J Bone? Like I know he probably took the first offer, but where didn't w- even know, didn't even know we existed, bro. Where were we? Where were we? <laughs> you guys were right up there. Nice, do you hear that? Yeah. Right up there, dude. Hey, all of a sudden the phone go, lines lit up. Go change your underwear, dude. <laughs> Papa Mech Show, you're on the air with Coy Gibbs. Who's this? This has been. Hey. Oh, one caller too late. Has been. What's up? You got a question for Coy? Yes, I do. Coy, how you doing, man? You're doing an awesome program. Um, how much magic is going on in that shop with, with Yuli and Preston and J-Bone? I'm sure it's just ball busting all day long. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. I'll say that. Um, Preston's the one I can't figure out. Mm-hmm. He, um, <laughs> he, he calls himself the director of communications, but I never see him. Ever. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a business card, he even said. I think, yeah, he does. I think he comes in once a day or once a week. Uh-huh. Um, and I have no idea what he does. I think he works on his bike in the back. That's his job. <laughs> How did he weasel himself into that position? I like that. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was amazing. I, I, um, it's, it's evolving, for sure. That's awesome. Now, he's, now he just steals my parts and, and, uh, and preps his bike for all the reasons. He's all bummed out because he wanted to run Loretta's. But I guess he got to sit out a couple of years. Hey, it's police he, he speaks oh. English. He's sounding like Sorby, huh? <laughs> Sorby. <laughs> stealing all your I miss Sorby. I miss Sorby. 
All you got to do is watch he TV. Call, he, won't, he won't call me anymore. He's big time. Oh, yeah, he's on TV. But all you got to do yeah, is he, watch I, him on that show, and then I, you won't miss him anymore. How come I, I, text, him, I yeah. text him, and he wouldn't call me. I was like, all right, that's it. I'm over it. Has been. Thanks, man. Wait, 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 Kenny. No, in no, the no. latter court, you uh, be here. Why don't you do Kenny's Corner and all the guys at the shop there? Oh, we've done Kenny's Corner with Ulo and J-Bone and Dean Baker. I think we've done with almost everybody. Yeah, all right. We did did with Bone about Coy because he hits like a girl. (laughs) Hey, hey, Coy, uh, do do you miss... uh, um... No, he doesn't. Hasman's got to pull it together. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? I'll give you the one-two punch. It's Nash. Hey, Nash, what's up? Uh, Coy, good to hear from you. Awesome, awesome uh, experience this weekend. You guys looked really solid. It's a bummer about Josh's front flat. Yeah, that, that was a, that was definitely a bummer. Yeah, to I say was, the least. I was bummed too. Hey, I was heartbroken. Uh, I started crying. I was crying. Guys, I was actually crying. Go ahead. I was just going to ask. Uh, we got to revisit the whole punching incident because you and I had a pretty decent conversation in regards to the fact that. You feel that possibly there could be uh, some over uh, compensation going on there with, with when Kenny and you had the infamous punch for punching. Oh, like an exaggeration, like Kenny was exaggerating. No, like yeah, Kenny, Kenny ran like 150 yards and yeah, dropped he did. his elbow. It was, it, was, it, was a, it was the cheapest thing I've ever seen a person do in my life. Thank you. <laughs> You're going to go blow for blow, and the guy takes off on a 10-yard sprint and hammer punches me on the shoulder. You said do anything you want. There's no rules. Just punch That's me. That's all I don't want. No, it, I didn't say that. I said I'm, a street, go I'm a street fighter, dude. I, I'm a street fighter. I'll I say this. I, I, I wasn't the one to quit. I promise you that. Well, I, they couldn't find and I was, I was taking it easy on you in that last one, and I saw your face, just, your big fat face is shake. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, boy, you haven't I seen me. I as hard as I could the last one. Hey, you haven't seen me in a long time, dude, and I guarantee you, you weigh more than me now. I do have one question in regards to, uh, Coy, in regards to you guys' suspension service. Uh, yes. What separates you guys? In other words, somebody's thinking about getting stuff done. And the cup resources that you guys have in your whole program, uh, tell me or tell everybody what how you guys approach your process and what's different and what makes you guys uh, stand out. I think on the suspension side, it's just technology. Um, you know, we made a substantial investment in a dyno. Oh, your dad bought you a that, shock dyno. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm completely fine. That doesn't bother me at all, Watson. Hey, I'm no, completely fine with That's that. That's why I like hey, that. Uh, Thanks, but Coach. Not really, Thanks, Coach. Really, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love you, dude, because you – dude, I just give back what you throw out there, dude, because you beat the shit out of me. Every time you see me, you talk shit to me. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I think the, um, the technology is, you know, where I think we have our edge. You know, we've got a diner that can run at full-time speed. I don't know of another one out there. Um, it's a, it's you know, an Emma diner that, that, we, that we run off of. And, and if you look at really what happened over the – the last 15 years on the car side, they used to build off stacks, and that, that you used to have a stack sheet, and they, you know, that's how they built their suspension. Mm-hmm. But they found that every stack, you could build 10 stacks identical, but they all were different. Um, so they mm-hmm. kind of bagged that whole idea, and they used they started using the dynos that came into play. And uh, as that technology got better, they were able to just build off a graph. And that's what they do now is they just build off a graph. They don't care about the, 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 build, the stack build that much. 
Um, so I, I think when you do that, you know exactly where you are, and it's easy. It's easier to repeat um, uh, on the suspension side. So I mean, you know, it, it, you really are paying for technology. The same in the, in the car side. If you lease a motor, you know, mm-hmm. it costs about fifty, fifty-five thousand, fifty-six thousand dollars to build a, a cup motor right now. And if you lease that motor for one event, you're going to pay fifty-six thousand dollars. And at the end of the day, you have nothing. All you did was get to lease the motor. Mm-hmm. You're paying for the technology, you know. So I, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of the, the same thing, and that's that's kind of what we pride ourselves on. We want we want to have the, the best equipment out there. Um, you know, I want to give my guys the best the best tools out there to build the best uh, pieces for for our guys to race. You know, I could I could uh, step up and say that uh, you know he has one of the best suspension guys in the business. You know, working for him, Johnny, and when that door shut in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to need, like, to go through, like, you know, get through airport security to get through there. You ain't getting back. Talking about, I, don't, I wouldn't know the difference between a, sh- uh, a shock shim and a, a freaking piston. The city you are so sour by a whole event. Dude, you... dude, I walk by there, and they, dude, you can't go back there. That's, Why? I was allowed back there. Johnny, Johnny has stuff out. I go, dude, big deal. So that's the big joke. But I'm, what I'm telling you is they take their shit serious. That's what I'm trying to get at. Mm-hmm. Even a guy like me, I like, I ain't no threat to them. My guys aren't a threat. They've never been a threat. Maybe they thought they were a threat, but they're not. I'm, but they do their testing. They don't want no one to see what they're doing, and their stuff works. I mean, I, we're, we're thinking about, you know, going there next year, JGR. And giving them, so I've talked to Coy a few times, and, you know, we're going to send him some well, stuff and maybe uh, we'll try. Hey, you should just talk to Joe, though. Just well, let, me, let me say this. Uh, I think that, that, you know, a lot of times we don't want to do stuff that we're doing. But either it's financially ridiculous to buy um, parts and pieces that people won't wait too much money for, uh-huh. um, or you, you're really trying to control everything. And what happens is, you know, yeah, to get our suspension is expensive. But is it, is it more expensive to go hire two guys or one guy to build stuff and pay his salary, now buy all the pieces, now buy all the parts, now try to keep up with technology? That's way more expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way we do it's way more expensive. You know, so the price of our suspension is high, but compared to going out and doing all that stuff, it's it's, it's way cheaper and, and easier, honestly. There you so, go. Um, there, there you go, Nash. There's your answer. Hey, one final thing. Chad Pedersen for Kenny's Corner, please. I think we did one. Swap. Did you? I think we did one. Well, we can maybe do it again. All right. Hey, fellas, enjoy. thank you very much. Have a great week. Thanks, Nash. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? This is Bill from Austin, Texas. Hey, Bill from Austin. How are you doing, man? Thanks I'm, for, I'm doing well. Thanks for listening to the show. Do you have a question for Joe? I mean, Coy Gibbs? <laughs> yeah, I got a couple <laughs> questions for him. Real quick, how much horsepower is a 450? Let's say Josh Grant's outdoor bike, ballpark. What, how much power are they making? And is there any headroom? Are you guys getting all you can get, or you, you got some room if you needed it? What, what's the second question? I didn't hear that. Hey, you know, are you making all the power you can make, or, or no? Uh, honestly, really right wanted? now we're not. Right, right now we're not. We have another um, generation uh, motor that we worked on. Generation. That, well, I mean, next generation, whatever you want to call it. Our next, our next motor, you know, out in the future that actually puts out more power. Um, but it, it's not, it's not peak horsepower. I don't really care about the peak horsepower. Very under um, the curve. Well, yeah, it's totally, that's all we work on, and that's all Dean and Sean work on. Um, is it usable power? Is our our biggest concern? Um, we have another 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 configuration coming out here 
the next. Uh, I don't know what. I don't know if we we'll use it this round. Say maybe something we use for next year. But yeah, I don't think we've ever built. I don't think we. I don't think we've ever built a motor just for peak horsepower. Yeah, it'd be fun to do that. You know, um, we, we we did it at Yamaha. We did it at Yamaha, but it was for supermoto. The motocross it yeah. was useless. Yeah, motocross supercross, it was useless. But for supermoto, we built one, the top sixty. That was with no air, narrow air box, straight injected. That's it. No, our, our supermoto bikes had seventy two horsepower, bud. Probably at the <laughs> probably at the counter shaft, not at the rear wheel. Okay. Uh, uh we had we we had no air box. Uh, two millimeter bigger carb. I think it was a forty-three millimeter carb. Two millimeter oversized valves, and uh, and it made like sixty-one horsepower, uh, which was ha- at the rear wheel, which was Henry's bike back in the day. But unrideable in motocross. Unrideable. Yeah, so. you know, even even speaking of uh, the superpower Hart and Huntington Hondas that we rode this year, we we our, our bikes were pretty much you know Alan Brown did a little stuff to them, but we, it was all it was all in the in the tuning, man. It was all of, of the settings and. I mean, just trying to get as much torque out of the bike and usable power because those things have so much power. I mean, I think that's why a lot, you know, that KTM people are talking about, you know, it's, I think outdoors is going to The 350. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, what, what's your thoughts on that thing, Coy? You've seen it out there. Well, I mean, it looks pretty good. I mean, uh, I think you know, it looks good on paper anyway. I know. I don't plan on running anytime soon, so I don't really care. <laughs> oh, thank you, baby, for the coffee. <laughs> that um, was really hey, nice of you. My wife just brought. Kenny Coffee, it's awesome. That was awesome. That's Thank great. you, baby. Yeah, that's great. Thanks. <laughs> You're going to bone her, aren't you, Watson? You're going to try to bone her. <laughs> oh, God, this is awesome, Coy. Thanks for the call, caller. We appreciate it. Uh, Tony, was it Tony in Austin? <laughs> no, Bill. Bill in Austin? That was Bill. Okay, thanks for the call. Hey, Coy, um, uh, you know that show I do that I, I film quite a bit with your guys called The Bottom Line? No. Okay, well, I, I, I'm... <laughs> That's what he's supposed to say, right? Well, yeah, uh, I'll talk to Joe about that later. But um, Joe wouldn't even know who the hell you what, are, dude. What we'd like to do, Coy, is we would really seriously like to take you up on your offer and get some headgear and some gloves and have a little boxing match with no, you and I Watson. No, I say no headgear. I say no, no I, gloves. I, think, I thought I was supposed to kick your butt, Mathis. You were the first one in the ring. No, you, you, told me. you told me you challenged You ran your trap and told me you are golden gloves, kid, <laughs> and all this. I did. I, I did. remember it. I did tell you I was Golden Gloves, but can we can we film it? Can we do something when Watson shows up at a race? As long as you, no, because you're gonna run at me and try to hammer punch me. Dude, I'm from street 50 fighting. yards away. Dude, I want a UFC. You ever watch UFC? How they say like he's Muay Thai <laughs> Jiu Jitsu. I'm just straight street brawler. Yeah. I have no rules, bro. I'll bite, pull hair, scratch. Do whatever I have to do. I'm a fan of Mike Tyson all the way. Uh, yeah, that's what I, <laughs> I got. Well, I'm, I'm speaking for both of us. It, it, if it does go down, it's not going to last very long. I know. You're going to freaking get the hammer. Uh, no, I'm going to run out of gas. You will, too. We'll find me in like no, that. I'm not running out of gas, dude. Three rounds. Three rounds. Um, three five-minute rounds. Three three one-minute rounds. Hey, hey, let's do this, Coy. Let's, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's do this. Let's all train for this. And let's do it next season at Vegas, and we'll do it here in Vegas, and we'll sell tickets, and we'll make it into something. We'll sell tickets. And, we'll, and no, and we'll do it. We'll do <laughs> who, like the a hell, who the hell will yeah. you and Mathis will go. That's all hey, we need. can you get your dad to come out? We'll sell some tickets for that. Yeah, yeah, you have your dad come out. Your dad could be, <laughs> be, be the referee. It'll be a, a thousand bucks a ticket. <laughs> yeah, your dad could be the ref. He'll be the celebrity ref. Uh, but seriously, uh, the, Corey, fact that uh, you were, the fact that you were trained for a whole year <laughs> <laughs> dude, uh, hey, I didn't say right that. There, dude, I didn't dude, say that. You're gonna be, you're gonna be amazed when you see me, dude. He I, has I, lost I, some weight. I, I think he has you're lost weight. Go, okay, keep it up. 
I'm not saying he's still I'm got a fat face. I'll, hey, I'll, I'll encourage you. You do have a fat face, still, Kenny. I'm, I'm just saying. Well, you have a big head. I do. I know. I know. I'm just saying. Kenny's lost a lot of weight. None of it in his face. But I guarantee you, he, he's lost a lot of weight. That sucks. What if we lost Mathis picked up? I promise that. Oh, I guarantee you. Uh, hey, you I gotta, can't believe I can't believe you come visit us this weekend, dude. You guys were way out in the back. They were <laughs> Kenny. I don't remember if you know High Point. Like, yeah. do you remember High Point? No. What, they they were that? like, walk past the main row. Yeah. All down the, the road. All the way to the end. I don't what'd know what. You guys, what'd you guys do? Did you guys I don't know what they off? did. I don't know what they did. We uh, Yamaha. All Yamaha parts here every year. Do they really? Yeah. Is it always a Yamaha thing? Yeah. Hey, every are you, year. Are you, selling, are you selling T-shirts there or anything? Uh, no. Oh, that sucks. Well, hey, Corey, we'll let you. We'll let you get back. It's uh, it's ten after eleven your time. You're in your underwear. You're in your truck, and we appreciate it. But I, on a serious note, thank you for the support of this show. Uh, I know Watson. Uh, Pitched you on it and uh, and um, you sold it and and we really appreciate it. Um, no, I do it. I, I do it all for Kenny, not not for you. Hey, who sold <laughs> the show to you? I did. Yeah, Kenny. You did. You did. You did. That's you why you're my friend, dude, and, and I'm here for you. If you need something, if you need a tattoo or you need a cabana <laughs> at rehab, I'm here for you. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for coming on the show, and please check out. Hey, you know what? I, I want to get a big fob leg on my arm. Can you help me over that? <laughs> Fuck off. Hey, this is what this is what Watson <laughs> said on the air to his uh, chick uh, uh, last week. Please come home. I miss you. <laughs> that was Watson on the air to his chick. That was my ex chick. That uh, yeah. yeah. I want a saw, I want a fob leg on one arm, and I want the bad boy on the other arm. That's right, my. You got, you that's got what your, I want. You got your point across. Coach. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you again for your support. JGRMX.com. Please check it out, everybody. Thanks, Coy. Thank you. I guess. Yeah. See ya. Uh, Coy Gibbs. Great. Great. Good guy. Good Good dude. Yeah. Dude, people don't know. Like, we, hey. give him, we give him a lot of shit. I give him a lot of shit, but he's definitely a good dude, and that guy would probably pound my head in. Hey. But uh, I, I would do it. I would do it for the show. I'd do it for the cause. But uh, I definitely would bring, like, a knife or something and try to stab him. Hey, if you guys want to talk to Watson or I... And that's it. We ran out of guests tonight. 702-586-7857. Call in and talk to us. But, Kenny, do you know what time it is? No. It's time for Angie to come sit on my lap. No, it is definitely not time for that. <laughs> uh, here, 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 this is what time it is. I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. I've been around. I know a lot of people. It's Kenny's Corner. F*** you if you don't like it. Suck it. <laughs> Kenny's that's, Corner. That's awesome. The new intro is Do you like sick. it? Oh, so yeah. now you like Kenny's Corner. I like the intro. I don't know if I like the Kenny's Corner, but I like All the All right. Intro. Three it's... random people. Uh, I picked them out of a hat, and uh, Kenny's going to give us his memories of them, the, at least the PG ones that he can tell on the air. Uh, three random people. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm just smiling for the camera. Okay. The f- We're going to be on YouTube, people. Yeah, right now my wife is filming us on YouTube, um, So and hopefully there's no other videos on that camera with you and Kenny. We'll, uh, we'll get them. We'll get them made for you. <laughs> First hey, person on wait, Kenny's wait, Corner. This, I'm going to tell you a quick story before Kenny's Corner. Oh, uh, to make a long story friend, short? No. Long story yeah, short? Yeah, I'm going to make a long story short. One of my really, really good friends um, that I he I used to be around him when he uh, started racing was Scott Myers. A lot of people don't know Scott. He's from ATK Sac- Factory Rider. Okay, yeah. Before that, he used to ride 125, you know, West Coast. And uh, he met this girl named Stephanie. He's married to her now. They have two beautiful kids. Um, group. Big supporter of the Racers Edge too. He grew up, right. you know, sponsored or whatever. So uh, he, she was from Havasu. So her friends, her family used to support Scott all the time. So they used to videotape all the supercrosses. Well, they get used to get kinky and videotape their sex, you know, on a uh-huh. tripod. Yeah. Well, it was when they had you know VHS cameras. Yeah. So 
so, somehow they got the tapes mixed up and they put their, uh, their sex on a videotape after the Supercross and sent it to her parents. No. Yeah, it was awesome, dude. Oh. Awesome. Talk so, about a nightmare. Yeah, talk about that, dude. Oh, my. Just having your... Having don't, your... don't, 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 Oh, that's gnarly. That's awesome. That was a good okay, one. Okay, first, right, per- go. first person in Kenny's corner. Do you want to hear the intro again, Kenny? No, no, no. Okay. We're, we're good. I don't think these guys want to hear it again. They were over that. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, All right, let me hear it one more time. Just one more time for me, please. I think that's kind bullshit. of a big deal. People know me. I've been around. I know a lot of people. It's Kenny's corner. F*** you if you don't like it. Suck it. First name on the list, Al Borda, owner of Skin Industries. <laughs> Al the Boner Borda. What do you got? Well, This I one like might be hard to stay clean, but yeah. what do you got? There's just... Let me let me go back to that one. Let me let me think about because it. it's it's hard because Al Borda comes from the porn industry mm-hmm. and I have mass stories, you know about Al. A lot of people don't know, but Donald Upton and Ronnie Feist did a porno. Uh, I think it I was, knew that. Yeah, it was called Prohos back in the day, <laughs> and you could go check it out. And Al Borda was the he 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 was the guy behind it. When we did Triple X, you know that's when the whole thing started. It was skin, and uh-huh. he was going to do this. And Motor Triple X wasn't supposed to be like X rated. It was meaning that we were going to be. Edgy and right. you know trying to cut, trying to cross over to be X-rated. So Al Borda had this great idea, and he tried to bring you know the whole porn thing into Supercross and motocross. And mm-hmm. if a lot of people don't know, everybody's favorite Mike Alessi is sponsored by Skin Industries. He is, now. I know. So there's my how, Al Borda. How bizarre is that? There's my Al Borda. Story. Okay, all right. Uh, second name, Rich Taylor. Ooh, Richie, Richie, Richie Taylor. Uh, Owner of x Goggles, top privateer for many he's years. He's gone crazy. He's lost his mind. 40% off. 40% off. off. <laughs> the guy's nuts. What's the code you got to punch in, Watson? X-Brand? No, X-Pro 2010. Oh, there you go. Well, Is I that your story? Yeah, he's, he's gone crazy. That's, that's no, I'll, I'll just say back that's in the day. That's a great story. Hart and uh, Rich Taylor used to travel the country, and they used to follow each other, and Jason Furnett and a couple other guys, and... Uh, there was this guy named Billy Schlag. He was from Maryland. Maryland, 101. Exactly. And he was the UFO rep for, for a second. So he used to drive a truck and trailer and go with his, with his wife. And his wife had this little ripping niece. Like, this girl was absolutely gorgeous. Taylor was single. Hart was single. And uh, one week I was on the road with Taylor. And this girl was on the road, and she was hanging out with Rich, and they were doing their thing. And she hopped in Rich's van. And, uh, you know, she was cool. She was a cool mm-hmm. little girl. She, everything was cool. And yeah. she hung out, the, you know, the next week at the race. So that was cool. Hard hits me up. He's like, hey, dude, I ain't got nowhere to go this week. Can I hang out with you? We were going to Millville. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. So Hart follows me. He goes, hey, I, um, I got to swing by and pick up this chick after we leave in Maryland. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll meet you, you know, we're, you know somewhere down right. in Pennsylvania. So I'm sitting there waiting for him, and he shows up, and I never see the chick. And, you know, we're, we're doing our thing, and we get there, and we hop out, and it was the same girl. Wow. So they were, like, doing their thing, and it became a huge joke, like, about her. Like, they would, like, she would hang out with him one week, then the next week, and it was just right. a weird deal. But Rich, uh, I've been with Rich uh, quite a few times. I think Rich was with me. He was with me. When that thing went down in Gainesville, because me and Rich hung out in Gainesville one year all winter, and uh, we had a uh, he met his I want to no she met her in Oklahoma I think didn't he his his uh, the mother of his kids but we had a good time Rich is Rich is one of those hardcore. 
guys that was on the road. A lot of people don't know. Rich could have been an Olympic skier if he wanted to be. He was uh, he was one of those guys that he's got was a lot of good stories about riding with Hannah back in the day. Yeah, he's a he's a good dude. Uh, third name on the Kenny's Corner segment, Jason Thomas. What do you got? Wham wham. Wham wham. <laughs> no, JT. Did I? I I just I just remember Jason coming up as a super hard worker. Uh huh. And and his dad flipping out in the mechanics area. Uh, I I remember <laughs> when he was riding Huskies, his dad and him got into it like they've never seen. <laughs> like, dude, JT is. Oh, uh, uh, dude, JT, I believe it. JT is like super gnar. Like he'll be like when he throws that helmet on. Uh huh. He just like. Yeah. And he's just like, but once he takes it off, he he'll joke around and stuff, but. Uh, I, I don't know I don't know how to read that kid. I mean, I really don't like the dude to tell you the truth. The guy's beat me out of some money playing poker and he brought this other clown with him. Truman? Truman. That <laughs> freaking guy, dude. That guy turned my wallet upside down more than once. And I got so I've won, I've, won, I've won a bunch of money from Truman on bets though. Betting. Yeah. Betting. Truman and him are just poker guys. But um, sorry the corner's not that good this week, but I really don't hang out with those type of dudes in my life, you know. Okay. All right, you know, I can. I'll try to better. I'll try better next week. Jason Thomas. I'll try better next week. I'm Jason sorry. Jason Thomas I, is my friend. I apologize. I, I didn't realize that this. Matt Bonney's my friend too. I think. Touchy see, the, I, that's that's another thing. Like we were talking about, do that. I say we get all the the rivals for the season in the ring at the end. The people that hate each other, like right, Jason right. and Matt Bonney. Put them in a ring. Do celebrity boxing with yeah, them yeah. at the end of the season. Coach Gibbs is referee still. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll do this thing like we did at Elsmania, dude. We'll just we'll 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 duct tape one arm. And freaking go for it with just one arm and fight Koi, all, both of us. All oh, three. that's right. Him and oh. Bell did that, right? They did no, one no, arm? Oh. no, no, that was a whole totally different deal. Oh, okay. 702-586-7857. Give us a call, and, uh, and we're, we'll, we'll uh, see if we can answer any calls you might have, any questions you may I have. I hope everybody enjoyed Kenny. my new show tonight, It was, uh, and I'm working on it. And, uh, it's a work in progress? Yeah. Uh, I, I would predict in the next two months this will be my, my, my show. My house, my dogs, and uh, you can come visit on the weekend, Steve. Who's going to work the board? Oh, you're going to hire somebody? Yeah. Yeah, because there's no way you can figure this out. Hell no. Dude, no. I have a hard enough time turning my BlackBerry on. Yeah, you do. Let me see that thing. Let me see that thing. Oh, you want to check it out? I only got see. I got 60 right now. Let me see. I got 60. 60 unread messages. 60. That's just from today. That's ridiculous, Kenny. That's just, how, do you, how are you team manager when you you're working Because like 30 that? of them are riders looking for rides. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you already been? You've been approached hardcore already. Yeah, yeah. Big time already. People are calling. People are calling for dudes that I wouldn't even think that. Why would they be calling me? Really? Huh? Yeah, it's a joke. Pulp MX show. You're on the air. Who's this? Hey, it's Hasbin. I got a better signal now. Hey, how did uh, how did Gorky look this weekend? I saw you got about a fourth or fifth or one moto, right? Yeah, Gorky was actually surprisingly really good. I think he got fifth in the first moto. I think he went five seven or something. And you know what? Right. Like he uh, he didn't stand out anyway. Like you didn't really notice him. But I mean, at fifth place, you you know that's legit and uh, it's awesome. And uh, he's out of ra- his injury like was bad. His leg injury was bad, so he's uh, he's getting back up to speed. Good to see, and you just know he's going to be good further on down the road. You know. Yeah, oh, that's good to hear. He's a good guy. Yeah. Hey, uh, I heard your podcast with uh, with Alessi. Now you looked at his eyes, man. What's the real deal there? Is he telling the truth? Is that what's really going on, or what? In yeah, your opinion? I mean, yeah. I, I said, hey, Mike, uh, uh, how's your goggles? He said, phenomenal, of course. And then I said, uh, you want, do you want mind doing an interview? And he said, no, let's do it, man. And so he, uh, we went to the back of the KTM truck, and uh, he sat on the counter, and we, we, we wrapped and didn't talk a word beforehand about the interview or anything, and that's exactly what he had to say. He 
he's not feeling it. He's got some sort of stomach problem. He's probably going to get some blood work done. Uh, got to feel. I mean, I, I take the kid at his word because that's not the Michael Essie that we know the last two weeks. That's not. That's not the guy we we're used to seeing. So I believe some, right. some I believe truly something is up, and uh, but I will tell you this: his, his bike got yarded off the start. That is, that is for sure. <laughs> I saw that. Did it really? Yeah. Bad, huh? Yeah. So, uh, uh, but anyways, yeah. Did so. you go, Hasben? No, no, no. I got I, my daughter's doing a tennis uh, tournament on a weekend, so I'm stuck, and I'm like a couple hours away. I'm in Central Jersey. I just can't get away. You know, daughter's daughter comes first. Yeah, you got to get your priorities right, though, dude. Yeah, it's bullshit has been. Ask Roger DeCosta, yeah. his kid plays like pro tennis and he still goes to the races. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not in that league, but. Well, you need to step it up and get in that league. I'm, I'm, work, I'm working on it. So I'm, I'm six numbers away. You know how it is. What races are you going to make it to, bud? Uh, probably Colorado. Right on. I got to meet you. Come find me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I get to Vegas, my dad's in Vegas. I, uh, as soon as this tennis thing's over, I'll be out there. Hey, you know that other dude that lives here in Vegas, Shawnee's friend, and. Uh, uh, what's and uh, what's that dude's name that, that used to work at the track? Zepco. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, what's his name? That was uh, what's his name? Uh, kitchen, Kitch, Kitchen. Yeah, yeah, uh, Kitchell. Yeah, you know Kitchell, Scotty. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah uh, dang right, and all those guys. Uh, oh, guys, so you're yeah. a mess, just like them. All right, we're getting another call. We're gonna get it <laughs> later, husband. Thanks for the call. Okay. Wow, you and husband bonding. Paul by Mech Show, you're on the air. Who's this? This is Donnie Wannett. What's up, Donnie? How you doing, Mathis? Good. It's good to see you at uh, Dallas? Yeah, yeah. Was that down it? in Dallas and uh, okay. finally got out to a Supercross this year and uh, hooked up with Kenny and the guys, and yeah, it was good to see everybody. Hey, Donnie, what, since uh, you had that little connection going down there in Texas, why don't you give me a little uh, update on what's going on there down there with, uh, with the Regal family? Oh, the Regal family. Yeah, what's going uh, on? Jim Lewis still there and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, Jim Lewis is still working with them. Um, well, obviously, you guys know they kind of started their own team and stuff like that. Um, well, Kenny, you know, back in our Huntington days, we worked with, you know, we worked with Jim and stuff. And, um, yeah, they just kind of been doing their own thing. It's It's a really cool deal. I spend quite a bit of time with with Kyle and Mark and uh, Tracy, his mom. We actually, well, uh, Watson knows this. I don't know if you know or not, Mathis, but uh, <clears throat> my wife Danielle and I just bought a track um, yeah, this were... last January down in Texas. Yeah, you were saying that in Dallas. That's cool. Yeah, so we're just like, we're like a half an hour south of the Regals, and Kyle comes down and rides, and, uh, and we spend quite a bit of time with them. So, um, still see Jim Lewis around a lot. Still helps me out with my bikes and suspension and stuff like that. Hey, the rumor, the rumor on the street is Hooligan Racing's coming back for next year. Um, I think they're working on stuff. You know, they. I, I know Michael wanted to go. He he's been wanting to get back into racing ever since um, they really lost that whole Buku thing and that went down. So That's awesome. I think they're really trying to put something together to get back out there racing for that, sure. That'd be awesome to get a real NASCAR guy out there instead of that poser coy. <laughs> hey, we were, we were playing clips of uh, Mark Regal's interview earlier. Did you hear it, Donnie? Did, did you hear it? No, I didn't. I was can working, he, so I didn't he, get a chance to hear, hear anything. It? If you do it right now, could he hear it? Yeah. Can he hear it? Yeah, he can hear it, can he? But can he really hear it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, uh, the guy sounds uh, 
Guy sounds gnarly and crazy and funny and cool all at the same time. Who does he sound like? <laughs> like he, like he's uh, he was laughing and I, I, I don't know. He just yeah. Well, play the clips, but then yeah, let, let me hear it. Well, they're they're ten minutes in length. Just play, just play a couple. Oh. Just play, just play, just play the the, the first one. Well, I, I can only go into so much detail, but okay, no, well, not, not, just, like, you, know, you know what I mean. I tell you honestly, uh, at the end of the day, sometimes I, mean, I used to ski when I was younger, you know, and I would do it like a, say a, a demo day, and I would try eight different pairs of Donnie, skis. Donnie, this is why he left. This is what happened with Grand him and or Jackson Hole or something. And the last pair of skis I would try on. They just fit, you know, and they were the greatest pair of skis and made me something I wasn't at the beginning of the day, you know. But I think, I think really at the end of the day, it, you know, it seemed like a really good fit at the beginning uh, for everybody. And, and, and then as things, you know, transpired, it just, it just ended up not being a good fit. I mean, I, I, think, I think they showed that, you know, when you rally around a rider, you know, like. All right, we already heard a lot of that. But, uh. Basically, uh, Mark was just saying that, uh, you know, he's taking control of his son's career to the sense of uh, till he feels like it's, uh, you know, a good enough team. So, but uh, well, he sounds a little, you know, he's hardcore. No doubt about it. From that interview, he's hardcore. Well, you know what? From spending a lot of time uh, with Mark and Kenny and I, 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 Kenny and I met Mark and Kyle, what, three years ago when we went down there testing Kenny well, at their track? I don't know. Whatever. Two, yeah. Oh, 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 oh wait. But, I mean, they were focused at that point on Kyle's career and him moving forward. Um, I really and truly believe that with a lot of stuff that went down and, you know, spending a lot of time with Jim Lewis, too, the biggest thing for Kyle was to be comfortable. Um, Because he hasn't had a lot of race experience at the level that he's at right now, last year, from what I know, they really were going to build a team around Kyle at Valley Motorsports mm-hmm. um, and really make Kyle feel comfortable in whatever he wanted. Um, so it was, you know, his suspension guys or, or whatever it was to make Kyle feel comfortable and get that race experience under his belt. And I know that they passed up other better deals, quote-unquote, with bigger teams because it was promised to them that Kyle was going to have the ability to feel comfortable, use the stuff that he wanted to use like he did last year in the Outdoor Nationals. Mm-hmm. And all that stuff went right by the wayside. Now, I know they, the team grew instantly. Um, you know, they were going to be a factory Yamaha support team right away. And I think all those things went out the window when a few people possibly came on board there. And Kyle never felt comfortable from the get-go on his, on his stuff. Um, I watched the kid ride at my track. I saw him ride some supercross. The stuff that they were testing and working on at home was unbelievable, and Kyle was so comfortable. Mm-hmm. When I went to Dallas and watched him, stuff was different with the bike, man. He just didn't look like himself, and he was still out there set, what, fifth or sixth fastest lap time? And, uh, and he just didn't look comfortable like he did on the stuff that he was using. So I think ultimately... Where they're at today is a lot better fit for Kyle so he can gain that race experience mm-hmm. um, and be able to move forward. But I, I really, you know, it's kind of a weird deal, but, 
you know, he probably wasn't ready for even anything that was bigger than a Valley Motorsports, you know? Right. And I think they did a smart thing by trying to keep him back on something that he could really learn, get the race experience. And, I mean, hell, if he signed a factory Honda contract, not that there was one there sitting for him, he probably would have, you know, all the eyes would have been on him. And if he didn't perform, fun, you know, stick a fork in him. The only thing I, the only thing I, I, I've written a little bit about this, and I know some guys at Valley, and I know Jim and and Michael at at, at uh, Merge Racing. I used to work for Merge. I did a little bit of work. Yeah. I have no idea where the truth lies or what happened. There's such wild accusations on both sides, and that's fine. That's that's the shit that happens sure. in our business. The only thing, uh, I, the industry, right? Yeah. The only thing I worry about is I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's fact is that Kyle Regal has a bad reputation. Not a bad has a Poor reputation in the pits. Um, for and I'm not. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Deserved. I have no idea. But that's the reputation him and his stepdad have in the pits with a lot of teams and riders. And I suppose if he puts the results in, um, then everybody will forget. But in our sport, perception is reality a lot of times. And I feel. I feel like this is going to hurt him down the road. That's that's. Yeah. Just, you know, I I know a lot of people look at things that way. The whole thing is Mark. Mark hasn't been around the industry for that long um, in the pro ranks, and neither has Kyle. It's not like a deal where, you know, obviously everyone says Alessi's got a bad name, right? But with someone like Kyle, people don't even know Mark. They don't know Tracy, Kyle's dad, uh, mom. Mm-hmm. They don't know Kyle himself. And I think because they were the ones that don't really have a good voice in the sport yet, the other stuff that came from all the other side and the media and everything else plants them as really being the kind of bad apples. I can tell you this. Mark puts in countless hours. He's the farthest thing from a mini dad from the, um, from the perspective of yelling at his kid or whatever. He knows the sport. He's 100% behind Kyle and supportive, and so is Jim Lewis. They're out there spending time just testing every day. Kyle's working hard. I think as soon as people get to know him, like I know him, and you know Kenny spent quite a bit of time with Mark too. I think once people actually get to know him, they're going to go, "Wow, we were totally wrong about this whole deal." And I, it's going to take a while for them, I think, to prove that to everybody because it's just they started out with a bad rap, you know? Yeah, no, well, well, well said, well said, Donnie, for sure. I mean, I, yeah, they definitely have some some fences to mend. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not even saying like for me, I could care less. I think the kid's an awesome rider and. Doesn't bother me one way or another. I like Kenny and I were talking earlier. I mean, man, like the stuff that they were saying about Valley and Valley was saying about them. That's just it's unbelievable. Hey, you know, can, I, can I can I confess something right now on uh-huh. the air? Okay, wait, wait. I know what you want to confess. Please come home. I miss you. That was Kenny asking for MX chick to come back. I haven't even talked to Kenny about his girlfriend, and that's a whole other issue that we're gonna have to talk about on the side. Yeah. <laughs> It's not even an issue no more, dude. It's gone. Okay, Donnie. what's your confession? <laughs> Donnie, I'm yeah. going to let this out of the bag because my eyes and ears in Texas told me that Regal was going to be on the boxes on the phone right now. Hey, Mathis. I, I, came, on I, did. Sh- I came on the show, I, and I'm like, right after I talked to you, I'm like, all right, I'm putting it out there. Yeah, Regal yeah. is going to be top five, and he's going to be on the box. In hey, a <laughs> yeah. I, listened, I listened to actually – I listened to some of your guys' show from last week yep. and, uh, and heard you say that. But the whole thing is, is when you see everybody and you've been around the sport long enough, Kyle's been one of those kids that he has been working his butt off. They've been out there every day training, riding. I just talked to Jim Lewis today on my way home from work. 
the kid was out there today, rode two 35-minute motos, did his warm-ups, rode two 35-minute motos, ran to the gym, worked out at the gym, and came back, and then they started testing. I mean, that's the type of effort that the kid's putting in. He's doing mini triathlons at the, with his trainer and everything like that. I've been around a lot of people that have raced, and the kid's putting in everything into it that he possibly can to be the strongest person out there, whether he's on the best equipment or not, he's going to ride it until the checkered flag flies. And I just, I appreciate all the, when you see someone working that hard and a whole kind of some, you know, just mm-hmm. some people spending all their money and getting around them, it's, it's cool to see. And it was great to see him at Freestone and get the results that he did. Unfortunately, they had some mechanicals this last weekend with just a, a rock hitting the brake rotor. Um, and then him, hitting his head on the handlebars, stuff like that, where he kind of knocked himself out. Mm-hmm. But the kid's going to come back. I mean, he's going to be strong, and hopefully he's going to be able to, you know, prove to everyone that, one, he is a good rider, and, yeah, maybe the results will make a lot of this go away. But then I think everyone will get to know the family down the road, and I think everything will be – then it's going to be really nice for him, you know? Dude, some dude in the chat room just said you're putting him into a coma, dude. <laughs> that means that means in the entertainment business when you're on the radio like us that you're yeah. freaking boring, dude. Wow. Hey, want it? Check it out. Talk so you're me. telling me Regal trains hard as you and Hart did when you guys were doing the nationals together? Oh yeah, we trained hard. Yeah. <laughs> or you guys used to run to the liquor store to get the twelve pack. <laughs> yeah. It, no, we used to drive the liquor store for the twelve pack. <laughs> hey, th- thanks, Donnie. There's no running. Hey, Donnie, keep in touch, bud. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Later. See ya. Uh, Donnie's from the Pacific Northwest, isn't he? Yeah, he is from, okay, he's from, you know, he's originally, oh. he's originally from New York, upstate New York. Oh, okay. See, Donnie was, grew up a chic. He's a chic guy. That's why he has that, yeah, 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 yeah. He's a talker and he's yeah. a great dude. And okay. Him and his wife, Danielle, are class act people, great people. Yeah. Um, so where does the Pacific Northwest come in? Uh, Donnie's mom and dad moved there oh. and then they moved out. Because I met him there. with Birdie back in the day. Yeah, then the, Donnie there. moved out there, right. lived out there, then moved to Texas and bought the track. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, we, it's a wrap for the show. Yep, that's it. It was an awesome show. Yeah. I want to thank everybody in the chat room for talking all the crap that you guys do. Um, you know, we I think we need to do is, like, do a, something in the chat room where everyone just starts, like, bashing each other. Because some of you guys say some really lame stuff in there. But I dig it. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of the chat room. I, well, I, when this becomes your show, maybe you can make some changes. I, I think I will. Yeah. I think I want to do, you know, something cool. You know, maybe do a little uh, Steve's ex-wife's corner or something. <laughs> Where she could talk about all the dudes that she boned back in the day. That'd be sick. Dude, that'd be awesome. That would no. just be, like, so devy for you. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? What up? What's up, brother? What up? Who is this? I don't know. I don't know. Has to be one of my idiot friends. Maybe. Hey, I just want to say, you guys got to get on that P90X. Yeah, we need to work on that. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? (laughs) One final question of the night. Yes, Nash. Fucking, who's this? No. Hey, who's this, has Nash gave us a, uh, a Mount Morris 96 tape that you and I are going to go through for Pulp MX Classic Commentary. Oh, we're going to do that after the show? Let's uh, do it after the show because i got to go. It's not going to be done for two weeks. Go ahead, Nash. No, no, no. I, uh, the question I got is, what, dude, what's up with that scary picture of that freaky-looking clown on Transworld? Is that a real person or is that some type of freakazoid? I, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about either. 
There's a picture of uh, on Transworld Motocross. There's a picture of this person dressed up in a clown suit with a bright orange wing, sitting on the side of Mount Morris, like on like the inner portion of the track. That's Moto Clown, dude. Who is Moto Clown? Teach me. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, she's in our chat room, and she comes to the races in Steel City and Mount Morris, and she dresses like a clown. And I don't know anything else. We have a whoop monster. We have a, a lady. I, I'm down with the whoop monster and all the other awesome is, things. But this is sort of like the whoop monster. But I think I think we're gonna do a show from Mount Morris where I'm just gonna follow the whoop monster around all no, it's day. Millville. Millville. Kenny, can you do a show and get Sheik on the phone and you can imitate Sheik at Sheik while Sheik is Sheiking? Dude, I, I really want to get. <laughs> we're gonna do this one show and I really want to get Scott involved, but I don't know if he's. Uh, I haven't talked to him in a bit, and I, I kind of hope that he's. He's pulled it together, and I would love to have him on the show. I, I, when, when, I, when I heard you make the invitation, and then I watched that tape that you guys have, I was blown away at how accurate your oh. Sheik impersonation is. Put it this is. way, dude. If I could get a hold of Sheik, and Sheik didn't have nothing going on, I would fly him out here and yes. let him stay with me to come in the studio and do it with us because he is a funny, funny, funny... Dude, you got it. Sometimes he tries to be all serious and stuff, but you get that serious side away from him because he can't be serious. He doesn't. Have, he tries to be serious, but he just sounds like an idiot. When I when I worked uh, FMF Honda, he rode there. Oh, and dude, he undressed the team manager Bobby Moore one day in front of everybody, and it was just like classic. I was just like, oh my god, this guy. He just started telling him how he doesn't know nothing. How he isn't anything. How he was yeah. shit in Europe. Yeah, dude. He's <laughs> what? Oh yeah. Saying that's a World champion, Bob yeah, Moore. Yeah, Bob Moore. Yeah, that's why I was like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, where, where is uh, the last Sheik sighting? I mean, I know he's a team manager, uh, I think in Europe, or I could no. have that wrong. No, no, you got that way wrong. He's yeah. he's back home in New York, and uh, last time I heard, he's trying to get his life together. He was working um, at a local motocross track, doing schools and doing some stuff like that. Um, just trying to, uh, he, he's, he's, he fell into that category of a lot of guys did in this industry from, indu- uh, from industries and got hooked on some pills and mm-hmm. got some addiction problems. But, you know, Scott's a fighter and I know that he's uh, lost a lot of really good things in his life and, uh, hopefully he can turn it around and, uh, you know, the support of people like you and, you know, a lot of others fans, I, I, I really hope that, uh, he turns it around and I would really, I'm going to try to get a hold of him and I would really hey. love to have him on the show. Hey, okay. In all seriousness, get a hold of the guy. Because, you know, the guy's legendary from that whole late 90s, early 2000 decade. I mean, a lot of people rooted for the dude. I mean, he's classic. Came out of nowhere, made a big dent in motocross in 96, 98. 97, uh, one Mount Morris, 97. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you've answered my question about Moto Clown, and I will not call three times ever again in the show because that's just flat out corny. But I had, I saw this picture of the Moto Clown. I was like, what, what is this? Yeah. Is this real or is this Photoshop? Yeah. I had to know. It's real. Hey, I just got a text from someone that I know that knows Scott and and says Scott is doing really good right now. Cool. So as, as we as live right now. Right now. So maybe Nash, maybe we could get a Scott Sheik on the phone real quick. But it's oh, that'd be awesome. Let me let me see what I could do. That'd be great. You, you'd make my night, gentlemen. And one last thing: Why doesn't Joe Gibbs run a bib moose on the front end? Why are people nope. not running bib mooses? Nobody, nobody runs mooses in the front tire. It jacks up the feeling and the cornering and. I don't think you, I don't think you'll find too many people who run mooses in the front. So it puts a dead feeling on the front end. Yeah, guys just don't like it. And uh, yeah. yeah. All right, I'll shut up now. Good night. Have fun. See you, Nash. Bye. Yeah, All a, right. lot, a lot of people don't know the story. I'll, I'll give you a little Scott Sheik, a little update here. When Scott Sheik, uh, after he quit racing for a bit, he came back and he was riding. He was going to ride for Hart and Huntington for Supermoto. He was. Yeah. Mm. 
And uh, he was, you know, Donnie, the guy that called Donnie Wanit, took him in, had him living up in Washington, working with Donnie. Donnie uh, builds basketball courts. Has a successful basketball court company that he builds basketball. He's built Donnie Moore, he owns a track now. See, but he still has his company up there, too. Um, so, make a long story short, Donnie... Here we go. Here we go. Donnie built some courts. It has chic. So, we're doing the Supermoto thing. He never did. Picked it up super quick. It was hauling ass. And uh, we had our first race of the year. And... <laughs> Uh, it was at State Line, and Donnie, he worked, for, he worked for Donnie, and Donnie gave him his first paycheck. He had a little bit of money, and uh, it was the first day of practice and qualifying and all that stuff. Well, when, when Sheik raced, he was the guy that was up at 5 o'clock in the morning going, let's go, let's go, we're racing, let's go, cake out, we're going to go race. <laughs> well, yeah. we're all at the truck, and everyone's like, where's Sheik? Practice going to start. Yeah. I'm like, dude, something's not right because yeah. he's always here. So we go to practice. He never shows up. Hart and Wanted go to his hotel room. And Hart told him, hey, dude, if you're going to ride for us, you got to stay out of trouble. you got to stay clean. No drinking. No partying. Yeah. So they go to his room and he answers the door. And they're all, what are you doing? He goes, what do you mean? The race is tomorrow. And he went out on a little bender and got drunk. And oh, cheeky. But uh, that was it. And that was the end of the supermoto thing. They he didn't him. even make a race. No. But supposedly he's doing good. And I, okay. I really hope that uh, – you know, in a future show, we can get him on. But uh, I just want to thank everyone for listening tonight. And the guy that called us about uh, me and Steve going on the P90X, uh, I don't want to go on P90X, but if you uh, – I, I will take bets on a weight loss here. I'm predicting by January I will be down to my target weight, and I will be a mean, lean, fighting machine, pulling down I could, anything that's mean. How about that? I could stand to lose three or four pounds for sure myself. I say I got you about 75, maybe a little bit more. All right. Well, hey, with that, thank you for listening to the show. JGRMX.com. X-Brand Goggles, 40% discount. Type in X-Code. That's crazy. X-Pro 2010. Rich Taylor, you've lost your mind. T-R-E-M-X.com. Uh, list of sponsors. Thank you for everyone for listening. I got Sheik's See- number right now. Oh, you did? Yeah. You want to call him? Let's call him before we get out there. Let's try it. Let's do it. For Nash. Line it up later because we don't know what. All right. Yeah. Nash, I tried, dude. He wouldn't let me do it. No, line it up for next week or whatever. For the hey, other you guys, you thanks do. for listening to the show. Appreciate it. All your guys' support. We're here for you. Without you guys, we wouldn't be here. Who do you want to have on next week? Why don't you, some people in the message boards, put some names out there that you guys would like to have on the show. Let's, okay. Let's turn it over to the message boards. You guys throw some names out who you'd like to see or hear on the show, and we'll do our best to get them. But uh, appreciate everybody listening, and... Uh, We'll, uh, we'll be talking to you guys next week. I will be at Mammoth Motocross for the next couple weeks, and I'll be calling in with a report um, and give you guys an update on who's going fast and what amateurs are there, and maybe uh, we'll get a... Uh, so I'm solo in the studio. I'm going to get JR in then. Get, get JR in. Get JR in and, and, uh, and Angie. You guys will do awesome. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you, buddy. See you next week. You know how to cut to the core of me, Baxter. You're so wise. But like a miniature Buddha covered in hair.